Welcome to another episode of Geeks Who Like Sports. As always, I'm Ray Carcillo in beautiful Los Angeles, California. You my rest fan, Tywood, over in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Lee Elias, it's episode 138. Lee, how are you doing today, my friend? Yeah, I'm doing good, buddy. I'm always happy to be on this show. I've been looking forward to this show. There's so much to talk about this week in sports, uh, yes. especially specifically the NFL. Um, yes. which is which is why we, we have a little bit of a shorter geek section today so we can get to the football. Um, yes. And as you know, listeners of the show, we bring the the hard hitting, the very unique perspectives of Lee and Ray, which is you can't get it on Lee SPN. You can't get it on Lee BC or CB Lee. You can't get it on Ray's football network of wonder, which only has one follower. It's me. You can't get it there. You got to get it on this show. Geeks who like sports, geeks like sports.com. Tell your friends. Eventually we'll sell these t-shirts again for you guys to get. Uh, I'm looking forward to the show. Episode 138. Numbers numbers are starting to, we used to have milestone numbers. Now it's just like, yeah, yeah episode 4 million today. Um, that, yes, would, exactly. that would take place in a long time from now. Yes. Yes. It'd be a while before we get there, but we will get there. Maybe, right, possibly. Right. Nah, when we put when we put our brains into robots and continue to doing this into the year twenty three twenty three, then it's more like the year fifty three fifty three. But that's okay. But and, you know, still, it'll, it'll, yeah. it'll, it'll, the show is like, hey, you remember back in the nineties? Which 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 century? I know the twenty yes. second century, right? <laughs> anyway, yeah. it um, yeah, Yoda Master Rob, it right away says it. By the way, we're live on Twitch while we're recording. It says great show to blow up soon. I really appreciate that because I'll tell you what. Thank you. Just real quick, Ray and I started the show, I think, before the pandemic, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. And the yes, idea April of 2019. Right. Right. The, you know, before the dark times, before the empire. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, we, we started the show just because we loved talk- We were having these conversations on the phone for an hour every every few days. And we just did it because yeah. we wanted to do it. And it's amazing to have an audience and people care about it and the, the longevity of it. And we knew there had to be other people out there that loved sports and geeked them and, and, and you found the right place. So we love all of you. We appreciate all of you. And uh, without further ado, let's get into the episode because we got some cool stuff to talk about this week. Yes. No, again, to, uh, just to, again, to repeat what Lee said. Yes, we appreciate whether you're watching us here live or you're watching or listening after the fact. It means a lot. And welcome to our live chat on Twitch and to all our listeners listening at home. Around the world. Welcome. Yeah. Yes, I think your mic cut out there. I think I think you might have peaked it too much, but well, you, you get the point. Uh, uh, oh, we get the point. No, that was me. Like Lee said, we have a big show, a lot of football, a little bit of baseball and other stuff, but primarily football in the sports section. But we're kicking things off with Geekdom. And of course, uh, as we're recording this on the 11th, that means we're hours away from episode three or chapter three of Book of Boba Fett going to, uh, being dropped. So we can get right into, you know, minor, you know, spoiler alert, but it's been six days. Book of Boba Fett, episode two. Uh, Lee, I mean, episode one was solid, but this was phenomenal, in my opinion. This blew it out of the water. I think it got it did a better job with the pacing. It started in the present, then went to the flashback. Um, and really just paid homage to a lot of different genres while forwarding Boba Fett as a character. Uh, we kind of see him kind of a very Dances with Wolves moment with the Tuscan Raiders. We're starting to learn more about the Tuscans, really fleshing out the Star Wars universe in a lot of fun ways. We've got two huts. We've got Black Chrysanthemum. We've yeah. got like, we got comic book characters showing up. Lee, what were your thoughts? Because I thought it was phenomenal. How can you not be romantic about Star Wars? That's my thoughts. Now, listen, I'm, I'm going to reiterate this. I've never had a problem with any of the pacing of the show over its two episode arc so far. Uh, I've been very happy with it. Um, you know, the first episode, again, not, not going to go back and revisit. I'm just saying it answered the major question of what happened. Right. right. And where and where are we going? 
this episode opens up the universe even more. And I, I really think we're in for some amazing surprises and some amazing um, cameos here in the new future. So this is the episode that introduced the real enemy, which is going to probably be the huts. All right. Uh, yeah. It's a huge, huge deal that the huts have returned from Alhata and that yeah. they are here to potentially avenge their uncle. <laughs> Job is was it cousin or, cousin or I thought, I thought they're, they're, they're yeah. slug family member Jabba. All right. Yes. Um, and the thing is, like, remember, for most Star Wars fans, for the Fairweather Star Wars fan, Jabba is the only hut you've ever known. The yeah. species of the huts are relentless, yeah. ruthless, dictator, um, unbelievable stories. In the in the expanded universe, the huts tried to build their own Death Star just to yes. do it. All right, like you have yes. to understand these 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 beings, right? I, I wouldn't call them; I don't, they're kind of slugs. But anyway, the introduction yeah. <laughs> of the slugs is huge, right? Um, yeah, Boba Fett standing his ground is Diomo, 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 Daimyo, Daimyo. Thank you. I am Daimyo. And then obviously the flashbacks with the Tusken Raiders leading us to the Mandalorian, um, mm-hmm. but also just really well done. I mean, it shows you that Avatar didn't need to be three hours. Right, because they did it in this <laughs> hour, and this. Um, but yeah, I love that they were they're expanding upon the Tuscan Raiders um, and, and the culture there. In a weird way, it makes what Anakin did to them even better. In the sense of like, wow, they're making Anakin more dark by accident. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? That he 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 was killing what he thought were 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 savages. savages. Really. Yeah, yeah. And, and I killed them he, like savages. They're animals. Yes, and. Yes, and they're not. They are an advanced species that that lays claim to the Dune Sea, and of course, we now know a harkens back to the Mandalorian, uh, paying the toll with the binox, the binoculars. Um, is that how was that implemented? Well, that was a Boba Fett strategy. Right. That was Boba Fett teaching them, like that. If you want to cross the Dune Sea, you have to pay a toll. Otherwise, the Tusken Raiders are going to raid you. That's what they do. We'll get to other raiders later on. I love it. um, There's a code there, obviously, too. And then mm -hmm. we got a weird, not a four. Well, here's the deal. Okay, so the scene with the lizard that jumps in his nose and creates some stuff. Um, Here's a hot take. I think that's force related. Mm. I think that's force related. You got to remember the universe we're in right now. That This doesn't just happen. Right. We're in the Star Wars universe. So I think that that's a force related thing. Everybody forgets there's force related aspects to Star Wars that are not Jedi and Sith. I always think that's very yeah. important to remember. Um, other things, too. Uh, our friend Casey spotted that looks like this is not can't be confirmed, but it looks like one of the Tusken Raiders on the shoulder has either mm-hmm. some Mandalorian or Stormtrooper or Clone Trooper armor. Um, yeah. It could have been raided. Right. Could or, have just been scavenged or something. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Or maybe like like uh, maybe there's something there. Um, we don't know. My, my point is, is that there's a lot of directions this show could go. And, and I think it's only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. I think we're yeah, <laughs> just scratched yeah. the surface too many, by the way, some of the flashbacks in this episode included a young Boba Fett watching, you know, Django Fett and like the, it was in the first episode and yeah. it, it, that's going to be explored. Right. I yeah. also love the parallel of he was born on an ocean planet and now he lives on a desert yeah. planet. Like there's there's so much to explore. I don't know how anybody can be upset. 
Yeah, no, I mean, again, I had one minor issue with the first episode, but the second issue uh, uh, was absolutely phenomenal. Um, and yeah, I mean, the other thing too, Black Chrysanthemum, who's working for oh, so huge. The, the new Huts, of course, Black Chrysanthemum from the comic books, he fights Obi-Wan Kenobi at one time on, on Tatooine. Is this potentially setting up that fight in the yes. Obi-Wan series? Yes, it 100% like, is setting that fight up. <laughs> yes. 100%. So, um, yeah, so that that was some great fan service there, and it just it's absolutely phenomenal. And yeah, I mean, all all in all, like there's not much else to say really about the episode because it was just so good. Good writing, really great cinematography as always, really great music. Yeah. Again, underrated every single Star Wars show. And you know, here's the other thing I was thinking, Ray. I, I, I'm mm. I'm glad I just remember this before we transition. Um, who's producing this show? Well, Fav- Favreau and Filoni. Yes. And what else did they make? Or what else I should say did Favreau make? The Clone Wars? Yeah. We, no, uh, sorry, Marvel, right? Iron Man, the, the, the oh, MCU. Marvel, right? Iron Man, yeah. Right, like, right, I right. mean, like, there's, so yeah, there's. Where I'm going with this, and again, I'm, I'm sure, uh, 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 yeah, yeah, I'm sure some people know this, right? Uh, Boba Fett, Mandalorian. There's a lot of shows, they're creating an MCU with Star Wars, and it's going to merge together. I, I, I fully believe that now. I think Boba Fett and the Mandalorian will completely merge together. I think that uh, the, the New Republic stuff is going to come in. I think they're building an MCU mm. for Star Wars here. And I think they're doing yeah. it kind of quietly. <laughs> so so yeah. either that nobody can see it coming, but like I'm looking at Boba Fett. I'm like This show is going to merge in with the Mandalorian. Ahsoka yeah. is going to merge in. They're, they're making a SCU, SWCU. Right. And I'll tell you what, I'm all for it. And you know what? If they announce a movie in the future that Mandalorian is going to be in a film or there's going to be some sort of Star Wars something, I'm all for yeah. it. But I think that that's what they're doing. I think they're doing it the right way. Mm-hmm. And I think I think there's another show too. So like, like again, I think Andor is the next show coming out. That obviously can't mix because that, that's going to take place. Um, actually, it's not yeah. true. He could, he could absolutely end up in some of these shows too um, with younger flashbacks, but uh, not in the current timeline. But yes, I think I think Boba Fett, Ahsoka, The Mandalorian, I think the not Knights of the, the New Republic, whatever they're calling that New Republic show, I think all of those are going to have a place in this, and I think they're making their own MCU. Yeah, no, for sure. They're creating a larger universe here. They're going to tie everything. They're going to redeem some of the films, we think, uh, or have been. You know, they, They're making other films better by totally. uh, just association and tying them in. So yeah, no, I mean, just leave... Just leave Favreau and Filoni alone and let them leave keep them doing their thing. Yeah, let them and do it. Keep yeah, hiring your directors, no. hire whoever you want. Just leave them alone. Yeah. Kathleen Kennedy, you've done a great job at bringing these Staying guys in. Out of the and way. Leaving, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I, look, her name's on every show too. I've said that. People yeah. want to fire Kathleen Kennedy, but but really, she's the one who set this up. All right, which which yeah. again, what her job as executive producer is to get out of the way and let. Let these people. Which bring finally in the seems people. like she's learned that she has to do. <laughs> again, I'm going to say this again. They did great with the Force Awakens, and then they completely fell off the ramp. But this is because they didn't have any idea where they right. were going. And yeah, that's what happens well, when you don't have a plan. I don't understand. It's almost like a metaphor for life. Yeah, imagine that. Anyway, but yeah, so Star Wars is in good hands. Things are going well. We're less than six hours away from the next episode dropping. Cannot wait. Uh, and of course, be sure to join us every Friday yes. uh, on streamlounge.io, 8 p.m. Eastern and 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, as we will, as Lee continues his quest to finish his Boba Fett, he actually got halfway through. First two episodes, he's about halfway through. Um, he's, oh my God, he's got a card. Ladies and gentlemen, he's got a cardboard cutout. <laughs>
That's my friend. Yeah, I love it. That's both. I love it. <laughs> Ray, it's both. You know what's funny, Ray? You might recognize this. Quick story for everybody that's listening. I have a big, gigantic Boba Fett stand up behind me. You might remember this from my college years, Ray, because this was in yes. my dorm room. And I remember yes. my uh, wife tried to get rid of it several times. But just like the sand pit, he has survived and made it back into yes. my office. I am 38 years old. It's not pathetic. It's not pathetic. It's Boba It's Fett. not. I still think my Batman, because it was funny because I Lee had a Boba Fett one and I had a Batman one. Um, Jim Lee Batman. Innovator one. one uh, Yeah. Like, and I don't, I think I want to say it's still in Jersey, the Batman one. I'm sure everything is still in Jersey. Most, but I had to, I had to show that I'm the real, and and the Lego, I am building a a Lego Boba Fett bust. Uh, I actually, depending on how long the episodes are, I think two more episodes, I'm going to be done with it. Yeah, I think I you got farther along in the first two episodes than I thought you would, uh, which was impressive. I'm, and uh, I thought it was going to take you most of the series. I think you're right. I think it's going to take you four, maybe five, depending on how it long. It depends on are. how long they are. Yeah, yeah. I, I did say to Ray after the episode that I am in very, very much good Lego practice because of my son, uh, and we, yes. we build Legos plenty. So I'm just, I'm very much in the, I know how to do it. I don't yes. have to focus. Little, little, there it is. It's yeah. also, we also talked about this because my, my Batman one took me a little longer because I think part of it is also is that whereas Lee's has red and green and yellow and there's some blue and stuff on the Yours inside. Just black, yeah. Mine's all black and gray. Yeah, that's very and So fair. all the pieces kind of started to blend together and it was kind of hard, a little harder. Right, that's that fair. Part. You know you know what idea I had today, Ray? I don't know if it exists. Maybe our audience can help me out. I was real. I, I started searching for this. I haven't found anything. Lego should make like partner project Lego sets. And what I mean by that is like, so I'll give an example. Like I got these two in this, in a, I think the same box. If for those of you listening, I have a little uh, Din Djarin Mandalorian, a little Grogu. Okay. And these came in the same box. And the idea is like, I could build one and Logan could build the other. Right. Mm-hmm. I think they should make sets where like the directions come for like person A, person B, like a two player game. Right. Yeah. And, and then they, you build them at the same time. That would be pretty cool. I thought that would be pretty well, cool. Well, and then you could put them to get together, too, because actually that's the thing exactly. with the Batman one and the Boba Fett one. There's multiple bags because there's multiple pieces. Right, right. And it'd be interesting if, um, you know, if you built the base while Logan built part yeah, of the helmet. So and those two things could go together. And- but like but like so many of the steps merge into it, like like step step four, three merges into step one. So like my point is, I just think it would be cool. Is like, OK, step one A or bag one A, bag one B, however you want to look at it. You can't move right. on until both are done. And you have the choice. You mm. can do it yourself if you really want to. Or, you know, I can do one. My kid can do another. We put them together. And I get a nice little family project. So, again, I don't know if that exists. Um, the business mind of me is like, I could invent this and do it. And then I was like, no, Lego would just kill me. So I'm just going to see if I can find a place that would do that. No, no for sure. And we're saying, uh, let's see, we got some complaints here in chat. I'm going to adjust the levels here, make them a little bit more even. I don't know why the levels are a little And I just brought today. my levels down. For I almost heard that as nerd five, red five. Yeah, <laughs> you understand. I mean, yeah, if so you're red five, you you're go. also so, nerd five. But I, I just lowered my mic a little bit too, so you guys let me know. If so there we go. So yeah, hopefully our levels are a little more even at this point. I boosted mine. Lee turned his down. Red Thank five, for... welcome to the show. Thank you for being here yes. and suffering through my loud voice with Ray's loud. Yes, uh, <laughs> and of course, and also you know, actually, I should turn my stuff back down later, just because when we get into the Giants, there's gonna be some yelling. But anyway, um, <laughs> let's see. So uh, and Andrew mentions in chat that he just finished building the '89 Batwing with tw- which was 2,300 pieces, which is fantastic, uh, phenomenal, uh, good stuff. My so, next project, Ray, right after this Lego, will be I, I have a 
I think it's a 116, which is pretty big, uh, scale DeLorean. Mm. I'm going to build. And someone got me the Razor Crest that I actually, it's a, if, if that comes out to me, I might build that on the air. Oh, and then afterwards you could drop it and blow it up as if it was actually on the show. I'd probably get a big like Nerf gun and blow it up. That's about the same size. But yeah, yeah. No, I got the. Uh, I can't. I, that's another thing about next season. I'm looking forward to see what ship he might get. Uh, it, yes. it, it will not be Boba Fett's starship. Yes, I know. I know, buddy. I know. We can't say its name anymore. I know. Oh. You know, you know, a uh, 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 nerd or Jesse says, call him Jesse. Jesse, it's uh, the ATAT. I actually had a friend. We had a friend of ours. I think Mike Alexander had the ATAT. Yeah. And he built it. I saw on Facebook, which was phenomenal. Absolutely uh, amazing. Um, yeah, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, and your <laughs> master Rob says that he's just going to three print, three D print whatever he wants because otherwise he would lose pieces. That like this three D printed Yoda, a Yoda, Darth Vader that can hold my pens. And offer yes. them to me as tribute, like and, that. You know, and we're gonna we got more Lego stories actually coming down the line, and that is that is great. That is great. Vader holding the pen and offering it to Lee so that he could write whatever he needs to write. Um, before we there. get into more Lego stuff later, <laughs> that'll do it for Star Wars. Um, real oh. quick, some fun news came out of Marvel today. We went from the Star Wars universe into the Marvel universe. It's all uh, Disney. Bill Murray. <laughs> told Disney. Yes, uh, Bill Murray. This is uh, announced. Yeah. He didn't say who he's playing, but he did confirm in his most recent interview that he is not just going to be in Ant-Man 3, but he's playing a bad guy in Ant-Man 3. And it's kind of a bit of a departure from form. You know, obviously, Bill Murray, usually very comedic roles. Obviously, kind of sometimes he'll play a jerk who kind of has like a change of heart kind of thing. Um, But aside from a kid's movie called City of Ember, I really don't remember Bill Murray ever playing a real through and through bat guy. And I'm kind of curious to who he ends up playing or if he ends up, uh, uh, if it's somebody created specifically for this movie, kind of like Eleanor Bishop was for Hawkeye, you know, who's Drew wasn't a character in the comics. I'm very curious to see what they do with this. And that's a little bit of exciting news because I love Bill Murray. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Ghostbusters yeah. <laughs> now available on, on DVD. I just watched and- it again the other night, man. It was it was just as good. Yes. So I'm I'm kind of curious because there was some there was some speculation at first that it was a, a lesser known good guy that worked with the Hulk in World War Hulk. I think his name was Krylar. But now that he's basically come out and said, No, I'm a bad guy, unless they really turn that character on his head, people are kind of wondering what in quantum mania in the quantum verse Bill Murray is gonna be doing. So Right. There's another movie he did play a bad guy, and I'm trying to find it right now. Where he was, it was a, it was a comedy though. It was a bowling movie, and I, for some reason, I cannot remember the oh, name. Oh, Kingpin. You're talking Thank about Kingpin. Yeah, he was a bad guy. Woody bad, Harrelson. Quote, unquote, bad guy in that film. Now, now, here's the thing: if he's going opposite Paul Rudd, I'm expecting a character like that again, just the yes. kind of self-centered narcissist. Or maybe he's playing an older Scott. That would make sense to me. Oh. Right. That's uh, a good idea. Right. Right. So, so I could see, cause he's kind of the same guy. They were in the movie together. Yes. Actually, this is now going to be the second movie they were in together. Now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> cause Paul Rudd was in uh Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. No, they but, said that no. he said, I, th- I think, he, I think he said it's part of the reason why he signed on was what right. it was offered to him is cause he enjoyed working with Paul on Ghostbusters. Yeah. So I think my, my early, early guess, not knowing anything, obviously is that that time travel is going to be part of the quantum mania. Uh, and right. potentially also multiverse. So maybe he's an older evil Scott. That's possible. Um, and, possible. And that would be cool to me because I like yeah. uh, Ant-Man 
quite a bit. He's Ant Man's the funniest yeah. uh, outside Ragnarok, probably the funniest Marvel film there is. Yeah, I think that's fair. I yeah. think that's totally fair. Uh, Yoda Master Rob mentions in chat he wants the rose bowling ball from Kingpin. That would be so nice. Good. With his yes. hairpiece falling off. Yes, for sure. A um, couple, and also a small rumor that also came out today, which I'd be excited for. Uh, there's the rumor now that Ghost Nicholas Cage's Ghost Rider is going to appear Good. in Doctor Strange 2, uh, Multiverse of Madness. And I am all for that. Yeah. Please let that be. Bring real. everybody back. My, d- do it. Yes. Do it. Do an yes. endgame scene with everybody. Like, you know, bring yes. back Wesley Snipes. I don't care. Yes, I think I would love to see the penance there used oh, in some shape or form here uh, in the MCU from Nicolas Cage. I think that would be yeah, man, a lot of a lot of rumors about uh, multiverse madness. In fact, there, there's so many now that I'm trying to avoid them uh, because yes. some of them are not like like they're spoiler level rumors, meaning like, man, I hope you didn't just ruin that for me. Yeah, um, people can't keep their mouths shut. But uh, yes. I, I hope I hope. That to see that soon i'm looking forward to multiverse of madness I, I expect them to do the spider-man approach which is to wait as long as humanly possible to give a trailer outside the one we already mm. have um and i think i think we're going all over the place in that one which is great if yeah. I, the, the one thing i did read ray that i liked was that it was like and and they say this from time to time but i don't find them to lie when they say it they just said that like this this movie is not going in the direction that anybody thinks it is i like that yes i've heard that a lot too and i am totally for it and all excited for it. and don't worry Jesse, we are not getting into Spider-Man. That was last episode. We're not going to get into too much of that there. <laughs> but um, but yeah, there's a lot of... Uh, yeah, if you haven't seen Spider-Man yet, go see it. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, Darkstroke said there's also rumors that Norman Reedus could be a new Ghost Rider down the line. Yeah, that'd be a, there's, there's, good casting for that. For sure. I'm all for that. That sounds like great casting. Like you said, at this point, it's all rumors and speculation. And, you know, fingers crossed, Rob says that Henry Cavill might be going back for a new Superman movie. That's I, I think, yeah, I, I never had a problem with Cavill. Look, guys, this is what I think. Just real quick, really quick, DC. Yeah. Flashpoint's going to reset that whole universe. Yeah. Um, it's, you're going to see a Batfleck for the last time. Uh, you might. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Henry Cavill in that film, to be honest with you. That wouldn't shock me. Yeah. Um, but I think that it's we're saying goodbye to the Snyder verse after, after Flashpoint. And, and... I'm going to say it again, calling this now, 2022 in January, they are building towards Batman Beyond. I fully believe that. That That's already been, that's already, that's a very strong confirm, confirm uh, rumor that there looks like they're going to do a live action Batman Beyond. Yes. It might be straight to HB, HBO that's Max. fine. It's probably going to do yes. better on HBO Max, but that's what I, I think agree we're heading. wholeheartedly. Yeah, I think, so. I think we're heading towards an episodic Batman Beyond with Michael Keaton. That's what I think. Yes. Uh, and I would be all for that. I think everybody would be all for that. But I do think, yeah, I agree. I think that is going to happen coming down the line uh, at some point. I think also, especially for something like that, um, if you announce it just for HBO Max, you don't have to worry about what it means for the theaters because screw the theaters, streaming is the future. <laughs> and I, Aquaman so, 2 is still coming out too. I think that's the only other that's the only other DC movie that, that I, I yeah. from the Snyderverse. And it's not really Snyderverse, yeah. is it? It's kind of its own thing. I yeah, mean, Tiana that, Morrison Shazam, has to leave. He's start... Boba Fett now. He can't be the Aquaman's dad anymore. Exactly. <laughs> what the hell there am I go. doing here when I should be <laughs> on Tatooine? I am Di- Diamo now. Daimyo. Daimyo now. I don't need Aquaman. I have huts. <laughs> I'm going to get that accent down. I just, I don't know. Something about the way he talks. Um, and to be fair, you know, he's talking the same way he did when he redid uh, Empire Strikes Back. Um, yeah, you know, it, and it's it's noticeably different than Django Fett too. I don't know if you 
notice that. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's a very different accent. And I just, I just love the snow talk. You are passing through the lands of the Tuscan. I can listen to this guy read a book, right? Yeah. War and Peace by me, Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so that does it for the Disney talks. We're going to move on into video games now. A um, couple of interesting stories out of the video game world. E3 has announced that this year, although th- this has been kind of been a rumor for as, since before the holiday, uh, that E3 this year was going to go all digital again. Um, even I think all, I so, but I think Omicron only sealed the deal. But they do say that do they do have hope that 2023 they will be back to a physical show. Um, but it's also going against some of the rest of the industry because PAX East is still happening. Although they're having, although they have a va- vaccine mandate that's happening in April. They have a vaccine mandate. GDC is still happening in San Fran, also with a vaccine mandate. You have to be vaccinated. Um, but E3 2022 said that they are going to go all digital again. It'll be just press conferences. We all released that week. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm kind of sad. I'm not going to lie. I kind of. Course, oh we yeah, you got a right to be sad. You got a right to be sad. Yeah. Still, still the right move. Yeah, like all, I of, was all of this is sad. This, <laughs> this yes. is sad at this point. Yeah. So, uh, but that was big news out of them. But I was really hoping, especially by E3, we'd be having things better under control, um, and that we would be moving back to in person. And but yeah, there, it's everything's still very, very much up in the air. I don't. I think Pax Prime back a few months ago did fine. Did anyways? It? it did the ten. It, I mean, it. Let me let me rephrase that. It with the limited. With the limited capacity and the vaccine mandate they instituted late, it did as well as they could in terms of attendance. I get that. Um, That's fine. But, you know, a lot of developers didn't show up. A lot of publishers didn't show up. But a lot of folks, especially in that area, still went because it was it was really one of the first times that, you know, the game industry, the geek industry was being allowed to get back together. And so I think a lot of well, And and COVID at the time was pretty low. Look, we we don't talk a lot about COVID on this show. It's just my weekly reminder. COVID does not care what your political preference is. It does not care if you're vaccinated or not. It's going to try and infect you. That's all I say. You all have a choice to make either way. Again, there's no judgment in what I'm saying. I'm saying the virus doesn't care who you are or what you do. It's coming for you. That's me. That's Ray and everybody. You make a decision based on that. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, Other big video game news. This was huge. Huge. This is this is my friendly wait, reminder. Wait, huge about how or much- huge? Because now there is a difference huge. between. Oh, huge. huge. Um, especially because Take Two, I think, was is is, is the game made Rockstar in China. Is based, is based in New York. Um, Take Two, uh, who of course owns Rockstar and 2K Games, and is one of the biggest publishers in the gaming industry, bought mobile game developer and publisher Zynga. This is Words with Friends. This is Farmville. Um, they bought them for 12.7 billion. Mm. That's with the B billion dollars this past week. Um, as take two now, again, I mean, I don't know. I don't, this doesn't necessarily mean we're going to get GTA as a mobile game, but although I wouldn't put it past the realm of possibility, but it, it does mean that like, obviously take two is looking to, as they put it, expand into one of the biggest growing demographics in video games, which is the mobile market. This is acquiring one of still one of the best top tier mobile game developers in Zynga. Uh, and so this is a big, big deal for them to acquire them. Zynga also in the Bay where of course 2k is. So there's probably, there could be some easy go between there. 
Um, but this was a, this was a big deal. This is a lot of money, and this is my friendly reminder that um, the video game industry made almost two hundred billion dollars last year, uh, despite the pandemic. Maybe because of the pandemic, you can take pick and choose. But it's usually one hundred and fifty to two hundred billion dollars a year, and they just dropped twelve billion on this one company. That is a big, big deal, uh, folks. So yeah, it's the acquisition of assets. It's the business game of go where the money is and own it. Um, yeah. The I we've said that I've you know we haven't said this much lately, Ray, but I've said this on the show. The tectonic plates of the gaming world are shifting rapidly, right mm-hmm. beneath your feet, and I do not believe people know the continents are moving right now. Um, yeah. But this space is going to look so different in five years, so different. Agreed. I mean, Agreed. Uh, and, and I don't mean like you could say that about every five year period. No, we've had consoles for twenty five years. Right. And the consoles have gotten better. You're talking about graphics or, you know, what we're seeing on the screen. But the gaming space is about to have a massive, massive change, both internally with the exodus that's been happening because of all these legal claims that are have to happen. But also the transition, you know, we are we are in a year probably we're going to see Apple unveil um, augmented reality glasses. Tesla might be unveiling something to talk about your brain. I mean. Things are about to change rapidly um, very soon. And it's exciting and scary at the same time, which is great. And then there's the whole metaverse that we haven't, we're not going to talk about right now, but it's just endless. The possibility, there's no end to the possibilities. That's Jim Carrey, cable guy, great film. Yes. Um, But yes, that was a a big, big deal. And like Lee said, there's a lot going on all around the tech sector uh, with video games. And it's going to be really fascinating to see we talked about it briefly last week. You know, VR is only becoming more and more uh, prevalent. You know, Oculus is becoming a more regular thing. PlayStation announced they're going to stay in the space with a PSVR 2 that's going to be for PS5 with an OLED screen last week at, at CES. We talked about that briefly. So, I mean, as th- things are changing. Can, can I say something changing. right real quick? You, you know, with, yes. the, with the PSVR 2, like, you know, we talked a little bit about that last week about how I said it's good for the industry because it pushes the, for- the industry forward. You know, from a business standpoint too, like, if they can, if they can perfect, if Sony can perfect the controls, right, yeah. and that, that's always a big deal. You know, you notice with the with the last PlayStation launch, they were very much about like controller, right? Like, yeah, like don't. It's like the windshield wiper. Don't don't snark at the idea of if they can perfect the controller and sell that to so uh, to Microsoft or Apple yeah. or whoever, and they and they own the controllers on every system in the world. They're probably going to make more money than they do on PlayStation. So yeah. these are the things I think about. Like, are they trying to perfect a piece of the technology? Which really, if you think about Sony, would not be. Yeah. I mean, it's going back to your roots. We yeah, all had a Sony Walkman. Kind of more. That's more their you know? wheelhouse. Yeah, we yeah. all had a Sony CD player. Like, you know, we all had Sony something TV. I was going to CD CD players, yeah. TVs, cameras. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens. Yeah. What happens? You there. don't have a Microsoft yeah, CD be- player. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And it's going to be a big year for games. It's going to be a big year for games and overall be. in general. Uh, new game, new releases start to drop, I think, next yeah, week. Good, because if I see one more trailer for a game from 2024, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah, care. No, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's I like, wait play, the game's a little oh, uh, You know what? You know what's been, uh, uh, you know, I know you don't like speculation. I don't think this is speculation, but uh, Star Wars, uh, uh, um Oh my god! The Force Unleashed. I almost broke there. Uh, uh, the last Star Wars game, the sequel is about to about to come out. Apparently, they're about to announce the sequel to uh, Fallen Order. Oh, Fallen Order. Yeah, this took me a minute, but I got there. Apparently, the yeah. sequel is is being announced soon. I'm excited about that. 
I, I wouldn't be surprised. I'd imagine maybe a digital E3. That would be a digital E3 size announcement. Um, but yeah, I think yeah. we're going to get a lot more stuff, Star Wars stuff right. on the horizon. Do you want to hear a funny video game story real quick that will make you sure. laugh? Guaranteed to make you laugh. Okay. So my son and I were playing Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Really fun game. Yes. But, uh, you know, Logan likes to take over and sometimes I have to leave the room. So the other day he was playing. And I think I think we're, we're chapter four or five. I can't remember. But it's the planet where um, there's blobs and gelatin and stuff like that, right? Uh, right. Lady Lady Hellstrike, I think. Is, is, that, is that her name? Lady Lady Hellstrike, I think. So, um something like that something like that so i had to walk away for a, a good amount of time and i come back and he's in the boss battle with this big kind of mm. lizard shumagorath looking thing and i'm right. doing it and, I, and he's like i can't beat it so i'm, I'm doing 30 minutes like dying every time and i'm like i'm not this bad not this yeah. bad so I'm, i started thinking what am i missing i look at the screen ray and i go ray i go lee okay I go logan clearly a parent here messing everybody's name up what's that little ice thing in the bottom he's like oh that's your ice power you can freeze things and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> that you unlocked while you walked away <laughs> that is necessary so to win the boss battle. you showed me how to do it beat the boss battle in one shot and i said you know logan that really would have helped earlier he goes i tried to tell you i was like no, no you didn't no no, you no. Didn't. oh uh, so you were the, the uh dweller in darkness then you were probably playing against the dweller in darkness yes that's what it was so yes, yeah he, he kept saying the tentacles the, the tentacles go into the freezing thing and i'm like yeah and then it clicked on me i'm like i need to i can freeze all this gelatin which is yeah I, the easy way to kill him. I was using just my normal guns and I was like, this is horrible. Oh yeah. That's and, a grind. Then, yeah. Uh, no, that's you, it could have been done. It could have been done, but it's just like, you know, I don't know who has the time for that. Ain't nobody got time right. for that. So anyway, exactly. long story short, I was like, what is this after 30 minutes? Oh, that's your ice. That's yeah. your, you can freeze them. I was like, thanks. Thanks, Logan. Thanks. I love you. <laughs> my wife's sitting there laughing. I was like, yeah, that would have been. That would have been, that would have been good to know. How do I open the that door? Been, that was critical information. Yeah. Oh, I have a key. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, you know who doesn't have laugh. time for I told someone you else? Laugh. Who doesn't have time for someone else, right? Lego doesn't, going back to Lego, Lego <laughs> doesn't have time for Activision. They are in, indefinitely delaying their line of Lego Overwatch 2 toys. Until all of this legal stuff gets hashed out, of course, Activision, for those of you who don't know, is under federal investigation for unsafe workplaces and environments, and of course, for the sexual harassment scandals that are ongoing. And Lego, being a family company, doesn't really want to be associated with that. So for now, I'm sure at some point, because they're basically the, the toys were all designed and made, once this stuff is worked out, we'll at some point see those toys. But at least for the time being, Lego has said, uh, thanks, but no thanks. Overwatch 2 can stay in our warehouse for forever, for all we care, until you guys stop sucking. It's amazing because Lego was almost bankrupt not too long ago. And they just totally figured it out and they they flipped it around. You know what I mean? Yep. And it's uh, it's it's yeah, it's a shame that Activision can't get their act together. But like, yeah, Lego's right. We're not waiting. We got other stuff to do. Goodbye. Yep, that's it. See you later. So, and what Master Rob mentions, a couple guys mentioned. We got uh, Andrew says he wants to see Hogwarts Legacy. I'm sure if you're a Harry Potter fan, you'll enjoy that game. Uh, Yoda Master Rob says he's excited for the Indiana Jones game. Yeah, Amen that should be that good too. Brother. That should yes. be good too. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I can't. I have a hard time believing they're going to screw that up. I really do. I think they're going to nail it. Especially we've had such great between uncharted and Lara Croft like other people even though they they were inspired inspired by Indiana Jones they've now figured out the way to do it in the video game perfected it in video games so that now indie can come back 
and show them how it's done. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, yeah. You, Rob mentioning Toys R Us. There is a, a single Toys R Us. I think that just opened back up in America. I think yeah, it's at like one of the major up. malls. It's a pop yeah, up Toys R Us. Yeah. So yeah, but I think there's, there's a lot of places that still have Lego sections or of course you can always buy everything online. Um, and yeah, uh, Jesse, I was never a big Harry Potter guy either. Just, but he, Jesse's saying he's just started reading them. Um, but good for you. Um, so that does it for our geek section, shorter geek section this week. Uh, we are moving on now into football. Foosball. Uh, yes, of course. It is the end of the regular season in the NFL. It was a big, uh, it was, there was a lot that happened this week. Um, gosh, oh, where do we start? start? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll start with the, with, with the last game of the season, man, because I got stuff to say about that. I mean, yeah, we'll just start with the biggest yeah. news, which is that basically uh, Brandon Staley, who's the coach of the Los Angeles Chargers and is one of the most overrated uh, coaches in the fo- in football, basically uh, outfought himself, similar to Pete Carroll years ago in the Super Bowl, throwing, throwing the ball on second down and second and goal instead of giving it to Marshawn Lynch, uh, called a timeout with 40 seconds left, uh, kind of stunning the Raiders who – kind of looked over at him like what are you doing right. and then decided well i guess i guess we're going for it they they ran it they got a first down and they kicked the game winning field goal and the chargers are now home as they will watch the raiders head to cincinnati to play the bengals and the pittsburgh steelers who did not deserve to get into the playoffs i don't care what anybody says but they snuck in there at the end and they will head to kansas city to play the chiefs which which should now be uh big ben's final game of his career um, I think the Chiefs are going to roll over the Steelers. But again, Brandon Staley, you moron, oh. you worthless sack of crap. Honestly, I can't stand it. Uh, yeah, and Jarkstruck mentioned it too. Yeah, the Raiders basically admitted after the fact that they were going to go for the tie until the timeout. The coach admitted it. Uh, several of the players in the field admitted it. And good job, Brandon Staley. You cost your team the playoffs. Playoffs? Um, you know, this is what kills me about this. I, I got a few things to say about this. Number one is, you know, everybody watching the announcers, the players, Ray and I could see that the Raiders were content with attempting runs and yes. running out the clock. Now, l- listen, you play the game to win the game. All right. You play the game to win the game. And I think yes. both teams did everything they could to win that game until up, until, minute, up, up until the two minute warning. Okay. At that point, the safe play and the right play was to run the ball and let the clock run out because it guarantees you a playoff spot. I don't care what anybody says. I, I, I actually had no problem. If, if the Raiders decided to do that, take their chances um, and, and the clock ran out, you make the playoffs, you did the right thing. Okay. You did the right thing. No one's going to convince me otherwise, but Staley, this is the thing that kills me, Ray. Football coaches, coaches in general, need to stop taking the game out of the hands of their players. Yeah. It is ridiculous. We saw this with Pete Carroll in the Super Bowl. We've seen this repeatedly in multiple sports. We've seen it in baseball, pulling pitchers in the World Series for having the game of their life. Kevin Cash. Let the players play the game. You can outcoach yourself. You did that. He comes after the pest conference daily and says, well, I don't think it affected the decision-making. I wanted to get the right guys on the field. No, everything, like Luke Skywalker, everything you just said is wrong. Okay? Everybody, everybody, everybody knows. knew. You gave them time knew. to set up a play. They ran a play. You put them in a position to win. They're going to try and win the game. That's the goal is to win the game. 
Yeah. I, I just, I am blown away by coaches that overthink it, put themselves ahead of their team. I'm, I'm sure he cares about his team. I'm not trying to say he's selfish, but it's just, you got to read the play. If I am coaching and I am a coach and I see a player having a game of his life, I don't take him out of the game. I don't try to affect his game. I don't insert my two cents at that moment. I read the room. I read the play. I let it ride. All right. Cause that's the right thing to do. You cannot put a statistic on the human element of sport. Can't do it. Can't be done. Yeah. You're pitching the game of your life in the world series. I don't care what the pitch count is. Don't care. You don't take that guy out. Yeah. So I don't, I have no idea what was going through his head in that moment. Other than he completely lost his train of thought. He could, didn't read the room. They could have made the playoffs. He took a timeout. And I just got the whole off season to think about it. And with that said, yeah. congratulations to the Raiders. So making the playoffs and what was one of the most, uh, Unlikely scenarios with a coaching change midseason. I don't think teams do that. They don't make the playoffs typically yeah. when a coaching change happens. No, that don't, that right. never happens. I mean, it wasn't just that the right. coaching change because of the stuff with John Gruden. You right. had two players. You have two right. players in jail right now for DUIs. Two star players, a corner and a receiver. Like this team, like overcame right. like constant distractions and constant toxicity in and around their 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 locker room, and right. still found a way to pull out. Uh, 10 victories and right. get this and get the set, uh, six. Uh, and I, I, I'm going to say, again, I, I try and play devil's advocate with myself. Like, what was he thinking? Maybe he thought he, they were, that the Raiders were setting them up for a pass and they were going to try and win the game anyway. And he, he, I just, I don't understand it. Like, first off, why risk it? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, and, and again, it was obvious that they were just going to run the ball and let the clock run out. Yeah. I, I don't know. The only thing I wonder, and I hate to do this, but especially because they were in Vegas is I wonder if somebody talked to them about all the bets that had been placed on that tie, because there were a lot. Supposedly right. there was a lot. The, there was a lot of money that switched that, that people lost because a lot of people were betting on the Jags win the parlay of the Jags winning. And then the, and then the, the chargers and Raiders tying. And supposedly that saved Vegas a whole ton of money when yeah. that happened. I don't know if that happened. Right. Yeah. I don't think, that stuff, I, I look. If it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen in football. I can tell you that. But yes, uh, yes. curious to say the least. I mean, look, if they tied, people were gonna say that that was rigged too. But if you watch the game, it was just a great football game. It was evenly matched until yeah. last minute. One one decision by a coach ruins it for his whole team. Uh, yeah. Incredible, incredible. So anyway, that was a, a great game. Interesting way to end the yes. season. I mean, you had to watch to the end. Pittsburgh fans yeah. pee in their pants, which makes yeah. me happy. Um. Yeah, Ray, where do you want to go from here? There's a lot of things we can talk about. Brady. I mean, we can I mean, we could, let's, let's we take, before about... we get into the, yeah, before we get into the Giants and all that other stuff, we should talk about, uh, the, we should talk about the playoffs. We should talk about the playoff picture. Playoffs. Yeah, the, after that game, everything is locked in. Um, the one but, seed. We, 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 the... we, real quick, Ray, we got to talk about Tom Brady throwing most yards he's ever thrown in his career at 44 years old. It's incredible. Yeah. It is incredible what this guy is doing. Over 5,000 yards, led the league in passing yards, 44 years old. It, it, it's unbelievable. I, I just got to congratulate yes. the guy for that. I know he doesn't need any yeah. more congratulations, but unbelievable. And launch his no, own clothing gonna be, brand. <laughs> yep. It's going to be interesting. And he also made sure to work that he got his boy Gronk enough catches cool. to get his, his yeah. bonus for a million dollars. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Made yeah. sure he got seven catches on Sunday day to get, give him a million dollars. That was cool. But um, we, yeah, we were going to talk about the Bucs. We're going to talk about their chances. The, the, the table has been set. The bracket has been set in the yes. NFL. Are we making um, picks this week? Are we doing picks on the games? I'm going to make it. I'm going to make some. Right, picks. We can do, yeah. let's do Let's do picks. It's playoff time. We'll do picks. Yes. It's playoff time uh, for sure. Let's, 
yeah, you know, Master Rob mentioning, I, I'm not watching the man in the arena stuff, you know, to Master Rob, because I've been alive for Tom Brady's career, so I don't need to watch anything on it. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Dark Stroke says he's thinking Bills or Chiefs all the way. Uh, I'm going to say this, and this is going to surprise people. I'm going to pick it right now. Philadelphia Eagles, Ray. I knew you were going to pick them, and I tell you, I'm excited about your pick because I am a big Eagles fan. Ooh, gonna do it together. We're gonna be at the Super Bowl together again. I knew it. Hmm. That is not my pick. Oh. <laughs> let me let me I guess your pick. This. Let me get let me guess I, your will, pick. You're picking I a Super will, Bowl champion. I'm I'm gonna pick because people keep asking me. I'm gonna pick who's gonna go all the way. I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down game by game, play round by round. But I'm gonna tell you at the top what's gonna happen. Okay. And I'm gonna go back. Go I'm back just picking the winners of this week. That's all I'm doing. That's fine. That's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. But because people, every time I popped in on, on Twitch the past couple of weeks, or the last few days, at least for sure, people are like, who's going to win the Super Bowl? Who's going to win the Super Bowl? So I'm going to tell you right now, it's not a popular pick. It's not a sexy pick. You're picking the Cardinals. They are the Sorry, AFC. Yeah. Hmm? You're picking the Cardinals? No, but they are. I'm, no, because you know what's happening this week? The Rams? Derrick Henry is coming back, and he's going to be oh, healthy for the playoffs yeah, for the right. Titans. You're right. That's a good and pick. The Titans have the That's bye. Fair. That's fair. And I think that the Titans, now with Derrick, if Derrick Henry is pre-injury Derrick Henry, I think the Titans, with that balanced attack, with Julio Jones now being healthy, at the, and having them having healthy on offense and defense, the Titans got healthy at the right time and still got the number one seed in the AFC. They were banged up the whole year. And still finished, I think it was 12 and five and got the number one seed. My pick to win it all against the Cardinals. Okay, the so I, I was half right. I was yes. half right. Yeah. So a lot of folks in chat disagree. Uh, some folks are saying the Bucks, which is fair to be the man. You got to beat the man. Rob says he hates Ryan Tannehill. That's fine. You may hate Ryan Tannehill, but the dude. The dude, since he's gone to Tennessee, has done one thing, and that is win relatively consistently. And I think this is the time where he's going to string three more wins together, and I think he's going to get to the Super Bowl. And I think it's because a lot of it's also going to be because you're going to have a really rough road there through the AFC. Speaking with the AFC games, the first AFC game this week is uh, you have the Chiefs versus the Steelers. Lee, I don't know about you, but I just don't see there's any way that the, that the Steelers beat the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs uh, are going to roll. Again, we, we always got to preface this any given Sunday. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, that's the Chiefs. Of course, of course. They're, yeah, they're in Kansas City. They're hungry to get back yeah. to the Super Bowl. I think the Chiefs win that one, probably in a round. I'm not going to lie. I think, that's I think so, too. I think the yeah. Chiefs win by three touchdowns. Yeah. 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 I think the Steelers might have a strong start just because the way they got in the playoffs here. Right, <laughs> but that's going to yes. fade away once uh, Mahomes decides to take yeah. over. I think it could. You have a cl close first quarter, and then the right. Chiefs are just going to pull away. Right. Um. Yeah, and of course, Dark Stroll mentioned the only reason why the Steelers even have a chance. We should also mention the regular season. The Colts, Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz again, mm -hmm. and absolutely had the worst game of his career against the worst team in football, the Jacksonville yeah. Jaguars. I got to talk um, about that when we get to the Eagles too. A little, little yeah. surprise with um, Eagles fans on the Carson Wentz situation. Yeah. But uh, I mean that was heartbreaking. I really thought the Colts were gonna were gonna. I, how could you not think that that the Colts were gonna get in? But the Jags twice now they upset the Colts and they upset the Bills this year and just kept throwing wrenches into the playoff picture. Um, but they're still gonna get the number one overall pick anyway. Uh, so yeah, so I agree. Chiefs next game uh, is Bengals versus the Raiders. And again, despite getting into the playoffs in the last game of the season. 
the Bengals, they already said that uh, Burrow is fine. That's why he, sat, he, he needed the week off, but he's going to be ready to go for the first round. The connection of Burrow to Chase, who's my pick for Offensive Rookie of the Year, Jamar Chase. I think the Bengals, it's, uh, it's time. Literally, Lee, we were, we were in elementary school the last time the Bengals won a playoff game. It was 1991. Literally, is things that were not around in 1991. Texting was not around in 1991. I saw that post. I right? saw that post. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right? No one like, has ever texted it, about a Bengals playoff win. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Caitlin mentions in chat she was not around in 1991. So it's been a long time coming. I think since there was a war. There's a war in 1991. Yes, exactly. There's a whole war. Yes, the first Bush was president in 1991. Gulf War I was Um, in 91. Yeah, so I think that I think the Bengals are going to beat the Raiders in a good game. Um, but I think the Raiders are a little banged up. Derek Carr, of course, the last time the Raiders made the playoffs, Derek Carr broke his ankle like two weeks prior, so he's never been in the playoff game. Right. Uh, I think Derek Carr is going to have a good showing, but I think the Bengals are a, co- a more complete team, and I think in C- going to Cincinnati, I think the Bengals win. So I'm going to pick the Bengals only only because of home field advantage, but these are two teams with similar storylines. They're both 10-7 and seven going into the playoffs. The only X factor for the Raiders, this is going to be funny, Ray, is the way they got in and John Madden. And what I mean by that is they they have a why. They have this big why to win, right? And, 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 uh, you know, the Bengals don't, in my opinion. The Bengals' why is not as as strong as the Raiders' why, right? Meaning that, like, the Raiders are a team of destiny suddenly. We had this coaching change. We've been screwed all year. Uh, John Madden died, you know. They have so many reasons to win. If they can surround themselves with that, I actually think they edge out the Bengals, believe it or not. But but I got to pick the Bengals just based on what I'm seeing, health and home field advantage. I think that has a lot to do with it. But if the Raiders win that game, uh, watch out. They become very dangerous very quick. If the Bengals win that game, I don't think they're that dangerous. <laughs> No, that's, that's fair. I mean, yeah. I, that would be interesting because if the Raiders win, I, then the Raiders would head to Tennessee in the second right. round. That would be a really fascinating matchup. But I still think on paper, I mean, who knows? The Raiders could be a team of destiny. Who knows? I, I just John think the, Madden, the way they the won. Angel, John Madden yeah. could be putting his wings behind Carr. Who knows? Yeah, but, just Gruden, the whole Gruden thing. I mean, they've got a lot of reasons to prove people wrong. The Bengals are just happy to be here. That That's why, that's, that's why, fair. like, I, I'm actually, you know, I'm starting to lean in my head towards the Raiders a bit more now. That's fair. Now, you know, That's I'm going to do it. I'm going to pick the Raiders. All right. I'm going to do All it. Right. Just, you know, just I'm going to write these. I'm going to write That's these fine. Down. Just to make some controversy on our show, I'm going to pick the Raiders to win that game. All right. I'm going to write all these down. So we both picked the Chiefs. Yeah, easy, easy. The, the Raiders play the Bengals on Saturday at 430 Eastern. Chiefs Steelers is 815 Sunday night. That's the big game. I don't know why they put that game there, but. Yeah. And then, um, okay, so you're Raider. You're gonna go with the Raiders. I'm gonna yeah, stick with the Bengals. Why not? Let's let's you know, just win, baby. Yeah. And another interesting matchup: the third time they're seeing each other this year. They split in the regular season. The Patriots head to Buffalo. Hopefully, it's a less windy game, so Josh Allen can throw the ball, <laughs> um, and maybe Mac Jones could throw the ball too. I think that Mac Jones is having a terrific rookie year. I think that the Patriots, after that phenomenal run, have kind of come back down to earth. I think, like Darkstraw mentions, it'll be a good in chat. He mentions it's a good going to be a good game. I think it will be a good game. I think the Bills are coming together at the right time. They're waking up. 
They know what it takes now after a couple of years, of, you know, getting to the playoffs and being bounced relatively early or being upset. Right. I think the bills are going to come in with a chip on their shoulder. I think the bills at home, I think the bills are going to hand the bills mafia celebrate bills mafia. I think you're going to beat the Patriots. Yeah, I totally agree. Ray bills uh, for the winner. They've got, they're too hungry. They're too hungry and they've missed out just by the hair of the neck recently. So I just think they're hungrier than the Pats. Uh, the only way the Pats win that game is if Bill Belichick Bill Belichick's the Bills, which is possible. Yeah. But I, I'm which going is what he the did Bills. the first, which is what he did the first yeah. time against right. them. But right. I think that the uh, the weather will be more favorable this time. It's gonna be and freezing. I think that even yeah. it's going to be cold. But yeah. if it's not if it's not fifty mile an hour winds, I yeah. think Josh Allen will be able to will be able to carve them up again. Yeah, I just I, think I just gonna. think they're more experienced at this point, and I just I'm picking the Bills again. Yeah. They can be out coached, but I don't think that's going to happen this time. Right, that's the one X factor. But I th- I agree. I think that the uh, the the rubber match in this season series will go to the Bills because remember then the Bills went to Foxborough and beat up on the Patriots. Right, I think right? I Bills think next year is, is the Pats' time to shine. I don't. I just, I, I think, think Jones with a year under his belt, I think right. another good draft to help him on offense. I think, yeah, I could think that could happen. Um, yeah. So that'll be the AFC. So then, yeah. So then for me, it would then be, again, this is how I get to where the Titans are going to win the Super Bowl. It would then be um, bills versus Titans. I think, I think bills will have flashbacks to the music city miracle. And I think the Titans would be easy. And I think the Bengals, the chiefs would spank the Bengals for revenge for the, what happened in the regular season. And I think you have a great AFC championship between with the chiefs going to Tennessee, but I think the Titans, again, uh, these two teams have kind of been in the playoffs. They've kind of, they're kind of starting to get to know each other there. I think this is the year for the Titans, especially with Derek Henry, if he's healthy to get over that hump, but I'm going to pick Tennessee out of the AFC. That's my, that's my playoff prediction for that one. So there you go. Um, move over to the NFC now, and this will be a good one. Of course, the Packers have the bye. They are the one seed. Um, but I did not pick the Packers. Again, I'm not picking the Packers. I think the Packers are very vulnerable and have taken advantage of the fact that they had a relatively soft schedule comparatively to a lot of other division winners this year. Not to say, look, you still got to go out and win the games. Aaron Rodgers still had a career year, all the other stuff, right? Not denying that. I still think the, the, the NFC, the cream of the crop in the NFC is pretty high up there. Yeah. And I think that, um, I think it's going to be interesting to see. It could go a lot of different ways. First matchup, uh, we're going to get. Well, I'll save your Eagles for later. Maybe you don't have to say. You can go first. That's no. That, okay, I'll Eagles, do one, one o'clock Eastern there. on Sunday. It's the Bucks and the Bucks and the Eagles. And although I think that if the Eagles play a near perfect game, they right. force a couple turnovers. If they dominate the run game and keep Tom Brady off the field, can the Eagles win this game? Yes. Right. Will they? No, I don't believe they no. will. I, I'm picking the Buccaneers to win, even though I'm a massive Eagles fan. The only way the Eagles can win, Jalen Hurts has to have an amazing game, but more importantly, our receivers have to catch the freaking ball. And I mean all of them. Yes. That's number one. Our yes. run game is great. The other thing, too, is defense, right? Is that's that nobody talks about defense. You know, we've beaten we've beaten Tom Brady with offense on offense striking, but you, you have to shut him down. I don't think our defense is strong enough to do that. And they're Super Bowl champions. I can't see the Bucs not not winning that game. I, I hope they lose but I'm picking the bucks. Yeah. You know, the Eagles going down to Tampa. So it'll probably be, the weather won't be a factor. Um, and I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, unless Tom Brady becomes turnover, Tom, like he has a couple times this year, right. like he did against the saints a few games ago and whatnot. But I think, yeah, I think it's, just, it's, well, the bucks. And, and I'll say this too, is that, uh, as an Eagles fan, my attitude is like, look, if we can compete in this game, 
Like, and I mean, really compete, make you keep it close. That, that's that's a big deal for the future. This is Jalen Hurts' first playoff game. Uh, yeah. This this is a big uh, educational moment for the Eagles. And yeah, should they win? Great. I just I don't think they will. I do want to say a quick side note. Uh, Eagles fans really giving Carson Wentz a hard time. Happy that he failed in Indianapolis. Yeah, that's. And, and I don't understand. No. So like again, we did need him to play a certain snap count this season to get a first round. Which pick. he did, and he, he did. did. Um, I, I just do not understand the hatred towards Carson Wentz as an Eagles fan. The man is a major part of what brought us to a Super Bowl. We do not get to the Super Bowl without him in 2017, 18. All right. Yeah. yeah Nick Foles pulled off the miracle, but he was the reason before he busted his knee. He was an yeah. unbelievable quarterback. Eagles fans have no reason to hate on Carson Wentz. Uh, we should be very thankful for Carson Wentz. He's moved on. We have, Jalen Hurts, amazing that we have another quarterback of equal ca- yep. capability, maybe even better right after. I don't understand that the Eagle fandom feeling feeling good that a guy is not playing well. I don't understand that, especially the Colts. I, that doesn't affect us at all. You know, it's just weird. Yeah, no, it's a completely different division and a completely different yeah. conference. Like, I just – but the, just, just – Eagles uh, fans. I, I mean, the re- only rethink thing – Rethink that one. Rethink that one. The yeah, only thing I would say is that if, if – uh, you were happy he lost because you get a better draft pick now, because obviously they, they not being in the playoffs, they'll have a pick in the teens instead of the twenties. I could understand that, but just to be, just be happy because he's miserable. Um, and because of what happened on Sunday, that's, that's a little, I don't understand it. Kind of yeah. I don't understand it. Yeah. I don't know how he loses that. You want to rate his performance. That's one thing, but in terms of yes. him as a, as a human, yeah, his guy, worst game of his, of the year, if not his career. Yeah. I just, Jacksonville. I don't understand the hate or the gloating, I should say the gloating is a, and yeah. look, look, most Northeast people are like that. It's not just Eagles fans. Giants fans do this. Jets fans do this. Oh, just, yes. yes. I just don't understand like the gloating. This, this guy brought us a Super Bowl. What are you doing? Yeah. He played, he played most of the games that season. I think he played 14, yeah. 15 games. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. It was a, uh, it's, it's a classless move. If you're just gloating just for the sake of gloating. Yeah. It's and weird. Not, and it's yeah. weird. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, so moving on now to, this is a, this is a classic matchup. It's been a long time. It's been 27 yeah. years since these <laughs> you hear that Dallas 27 years. It's been, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is the last time that the, the Cowboys, the Cowboys and Niners last met in the 95 NFC championship game before the Cowboys went on to win, uh, win and then win Super Bowl 30. Yes. Um, it was 12. Yes. Yeah. It's been a long time. <laughs> Um, you know, Cowboys have been in the playoffs since then, but they don't win regularly and knock on what I hope they don't win on Sunday, but they're going to win. They're um, going to win this game. Yeah. I do believe, yeah. I do believe that it's going to be a close game. This, this is one of the games that I'm 50, 50 on because I'm kind of like, mm, no, I'll tell you why I'm not 50, 50, Ray. It's, it's, it's Dak is hungry. He, after the way his season ended, uh, he just became the all-time leader in Dallas for uh, I think touchdowns scored. He's 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 th- that team is humming right now. All right, uh, they beat the Eagles backups fifty-one whatever. They're ready to go. I think they're gonna win. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna destroy San Francisco. I really do. And it's not that's not that's not a shot at the 49ers. I just think the Cowboys are way way more in a position to win. Uh, if 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 they're firing on all cylinders like like any team should in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. See, I'm, I'm more like, this is, this is my Cincy Raiders game, right? This is where I'm basically giving Dallas the edge just because it's going to be in Dallas. Sure. Because I think that actually on paper, they're actually, they actually match up very evenly. 
Uh, the Niners defense is a little banged up. Dallas is deep. I, I'm going to say the difference is actually not going to be Dak. It's going to be Dallas's defense. I yeah. think that yeah. uh, Micah Parsons, who's going to probably be defensive rookie of the year. Um, I think they have a bunch of ball hawks in that secondary. I think the fact that Garoppolo is hurt and he's playing with a busted thumb, which came sure. into effect even, even in the game against the Rams. Um, and I don't think you're going to be able to run 10 times a drive against the Cowboys defense like you were against the Rams yeah. uh, this coming week. And I think that's what's going to be the difference. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, but I think the Cowboys win 20-17, to 17, 21 to 17, something along that line, those lines. Yeah, I, I don't, um, I think it's going to be not a blowout, but I think it's going to be a healthy win by Dallas. I'll put it that way. Yeah, fair enough. Well, we're both picking Dallas. I think we're just, uh, I think we're, we're very, very close. Cotter in chat is adamant. The Niners are going to win. He thinks Debo Samuel is going to go crazy again. This isn't the Rams defense. This is the Cowboys defense and then give it credit where it's due. The, the, the Cowboys defense is a more stout defense. I think that you're not going to, unless you literally pull out every trick play in your book and they all work and they could again, any given Sunday, we talk about that. Um, and again, I do think this is going to be a close game, but I think the Cowboys, like Lee said, I think Dak is hungry. I think they're clicking on all cylinders. I think the Cowboys offense, unfortunately got pretty healthy against the Eagles set backup defense, basically. Um, and I think that the Niners, Yes, they did beat the Rams this past week, but this is also part of the reason why when we get into our next game, I'm picking the Cardinals over the Rams. I think that the, the Cowboys are a better team than the Rams at this moment. Um, I think there's a, I think they're a, have a better quarterback. I think they have a better running back. I think they have a better defense. And to me, I think that the, the Niners barely beating the Rams in overtime does not give me the confidence that they're going to go and go into Dallas and do the same. Um, I think, uh, like I said, I think it's going to be a close one, but I'm with Lee here. I think, um, yeah, it's it's going to be the boys, as much as I hate to say it. And Carter, you mentioned, yeah, the Niners are hurt. I said it too, buddy. The Niners are hurt. And that's even more reason why I don't think the Niners are going to win. I think if the Niners were, if I think if Garoppolo was healthy, I think if the Niners secondary was healthy, I could see the Niners stealing this. Um, I don't think, I don't think that, um, no, I don't think so. You know, now you're saying the Niners are hot. It's like, yeah. Most of the teams that yeah, got into the playoffs it, this look, week are hot. Again, that when you matter, make an Carter. NFL prediction, guys, you always put yourself out there. It's different from the other sports. We get a seven-game series, and inefficiencies can start to show themselves. Yeah, if anybody plays a perfect game, they can win. But I'm just saying, I just I look at other things. I look at I look at a team's why. You know, Cotter 52 in chat. What's the Niners' why? The Cowboys have a much bigger why to win than yeah. San Francisco. That's not a shot at San Fran at all. But after no. Dak's injury, they've surrounded him team looks great they've got great pass defense i mean it's just, they just they look like a stronger team to me uh not to mention they dominated the nfc east let's let's also be thankful that the nfc east teams that are in the playoffs this year both have a winning record yes that's a big deal yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right so it's just uh yeah i'm picking the cowboys in that one let's get to the rams cardinals ray because i think my pick's gonna surprise you uh yeah i'm curious to see because this is the one where especially deandre hopkins is supposed to be coming back number one weapon for Kyler Murray. Um, Kyler, Cardinals are a little banged up, but I think that um, the Rams have been trending in the wrong direction for a while. I know they did beat the Cardinals barely a few weeks ago, but the Cardinals handled them the first time. And I really think that, I think Stafford's going to have one of those games where he throws like three picks again and it's going to cost them. And I think that the Rams also have some injuries. Their secondary got banged up in the game against the Niners. I think the Cardinals are going to pull it off. I think the Cardinals are going to win this one. 
I want the Cardinals to win, but I think the Rams are going to win. I think the Cardinals were severely hot to start the season, but I think they're actually the ones that have cooled off, right? Um, mm-hmm. Not much playoff experience. I love J.J. Watt and everything, but I, I'm a – J.J.'s I, not playing. He's hurt. Yeah, exactly. But, but I'm just saying I love him as a player. But yeah. I just I, – I, I like McVay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I just – I have a feeling that, that, that the Rams are going to win that one at home in front of their 12 fans and, uh, you know, make a play. Maybe. I mean, maybe it's going to be interesting to see. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens for sure. I mean, I will, I will say this. I mean, look, the Rams, if everything clicks, um, the Cardinals, unfortunately had a really down game against the Seahawks. But again, as we always talk about the Seahawks, right. their, their reason to play that day was to, was to upset the Cardinals, right? And the Cardinals right. were already uh, clinched the playoff berth. I mean, the only thing that the Cardinals were playing for on Sunday was if this would be in Arizona oh, yeah, yeah. I get or in LA. I, I just, I just think that they're not as good as they were when they started the season. I think the Rams are are in the right position to do this. Yeah, keep in mind that, that Rams team was in the Super Bowl just a few years ago. So there, you know, there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of anger there. There's a lot of experience there. But, but that Rams are my sure. pick. Cardinals are your pick. Ray Ray's written them down. Ray has you guys don't know this, but he actually has a shrine at his house. Uh, and there's big words over it. Says you know, Times Lee was wrong. And anytime I get something wrong, he just, he loves the, he puts it up there. You know, there's a date. It's going to be, you know, Monday, January 17th. Lee was wrong about the the Rams winning. And then he he posts it up on the wall and I go visit him. He's like, look at my, look at all the times you were wrong in your life. Lee, I take joy in this. And I go, Ray, if I give you joy from being wrong, that brings me joy. And that's why we're friends. So there you have it. Yeah, no, it, I do not have a shrine. Uh, <laughs> but no, it is. Uh, so yeah, more, it's more of a, a bookshelf, really. You're right. The Cardinals, the Cardinals are my pick to win the NFC. I really think the Cardinals. Are. Yeah, I, I, I've been, I've been on the Cardinal yeah. bandwagon most for most of the season. I'm not going to jump off now. Obviously, I'm still a Giants fan, and we're going to get into that in a second. Well, here's the thing, right? I, There's a lot of picks here that if the other team wins, you can see them making it right. Like, like if the Eagles beat the Bucks. I mean, that's going to be some momentum. Talk about some momentum. I mean, you want to yeah. talk about team of destiny? Like if they beat the Bucs, yeah. it's like, oh my God. Like, look, when they won the Super Bowl, they beat Atlanta in the first game. Uh, yeah. You know, it was like, and they, yeah, remember Atlanta had just lost the Super Bowl the year before. They were a good team. They were going to beat the Patriots. Yes. So yeah. like, you never know, you know, if the Steelers win, you just never know right. with, when, it, when it comes to a game like that. Um, yes. At the same time, you know, you saw Minnesota, same, same year, 17, miracle to get to the NFC championship game, miracle, their team of destiny. And the Eagles beat the crap out of them. Like, it was a horrible yeah. game for, for Minnesota. It wasn't even close. And then yeah. to make it worse, we, we won the Super Bowl in Minnesota. To hit them hit him right between the legs twice, two weeks, two, three, three. <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward. This is exciting. Uh, I got to give the NFL credit, too. Look, in a COVID year, they did a good job this season. They, they finally stayed out of politics for a change. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is the right move to make. Like, again, I just, you can't let the politics of a time infiltrate your sport. I think it's a mistake to take too big of a stance on certain things. We're here to watch football. I'm not saying, you know, a voice, and I'm not saying people shouldn't use a voice, but I'm saying that they, I just, I'm glad they didn't dive into that this year. Um, and the, the, the football has been pretty good, Ray. I mean, this wasn't like last year. Last season was kind of a debacle. 
this um, was a crazy you know, year yeah. just because it was it was re- this was an any given Sunday year, right? right. Not just the Jags, right. but there was a there was a few times where there were some major upsets over the course of the year, and some teams that looked weak got strong. Some teams that looked strong got weak. Yeah, um, some you never back, knew. Some never did. Well, it's like the Eagles losing to the Giants, I'm not, and I'm not making fun. It's like like who saw that, and then they make the playoffs anyway. Who saw that coming? It's yep. just it's amazing, yep. right? Yeah. So no, it's been a, th- that's it's been a how it's supposed year. to be. Who said yep. the, the Jags? Like you said, that's how it's supposed to be. That even the worst team in the yes. league can win a game, and we did talk about those teams screwing people out of playoff games. Yeah, and they did. <laughs> yep, they did. They almost screwed the Bills, and they did screw the Colts. So, um, my, my, you know, Master Rob mentions that injuries were very high this year. Yeah, th- this was a very injury high year. I yeah, wonder that makes if, sense. If, that makes if, sense. Yeah, especially you know we did the last year with the weird season post COVID with the shortened off season. I think right. and like all this other stuff and. It was it was weird. They were hoping for less injuries because of having the extra week off now between the preseason and the regular season with only three preseason games. But then, of course, yeah. it had an extra regular season game. Look, so also this is something that over 10 years we'll have to take a look at. It's not something you can look at for yeah. the first year. But Ray, with that said, question for you, you know, what did you think of 17 games? Did you did it bother you change? I, I think it worked out this year. Um, I, I didn't think it was it. fine this yeah, year. I, it, it, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I was just like, okay, it's 17th game. Okay. You know, well, you um, know was I, cool. mean, I, I think it's weird that the Super Bowl yeah. is going to be near Valentine's day now this year because I, yeah, I don't have a problem. You know, you know, what's cool. I think first off, I think it's better for weather, even though they're usually in a warm area. What's cool yeah. about 17 games is the conversations this year were different. Like, oh man, look at all these guys that get bonuses. If they get to this, this week, mm-hmm. uh, the last game of the season, was great came literally down to the last second um yeah. you know it, it, it's it was well done it was well done that you know they and, and the flex scheduling totally worked you know what i mean mm-hmm. it was just i nfl hey you did a good job this year i, I like it when sports yes. leagues do a good job because it lets me enjoy the sport more yeah you know who didn't do a good job this year? Yeah, I do. Major League Baseball because they suck at what they do. We're going to get to that later. But, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm not... <laughs> the NHL, whose COVID is completely decimating the season, and they can't figure it out. Yeah, we can get to that later. <laughs> Evander Kane, who's been released by the Sharks now, and there's talk of him getting a second chance. And I'm like, it's more like a 20-second chance. Please stop giving that guy a job. Yeah. <laughs> we can talk about all that. How the Detroit Red Wings are about to be very good again and relevant because Nicholas Lidstrom has been hired as a, a VP for the organization alongside Steve Eiserman, who will win another Stanley Cup in his life. You know, we could have talked about that stuff later. We're still talking about <laughs> football. Oh, uh, the XFL will start Not playing. There, <laughs> no. You know who did a terrible job this year? The Giants. The yeah, the stupid freaking Giants. And Joe Should Judge, I get my pretzels bye now? bye. Should I get my Dave pretzels Gettleman, now? Dave Gettleman, bye bye. Oh, oh yeah, she lowered the mic now. Yeah, she lowered. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's Ray Rance commencing. Yeah, you don't mess her up. You know, a lot of coach firings in the NFL. Some very surprising, like Flores out of at a Brian Flores out of Miami. Which I'm going to be honest, the Giants said. The Giants said they were not going to fire Joe Judge. They were going to give him one more year. They were going to give him one more but, year. But why? But then, but then you had all of these firings. And I think that because the managerial landscape changed, the coaching landscape changed, the Giants realized this was a good time to part from Judge for several reasons. First off, the team quit on him. It was yeah. obvious the team quit on him. Right. Like, 
the last few games, the Giants, the Giants put up more than 20 points. And yes, Yoda, I agree. They should have got rid of Garrett even sooner than they did. Um, the Giants only put up 20 points three times this year. Three times the Giants scored 20 or more points. That's it. Or, or more than 20 points. Four, if you count 20, even they scored 20 in one game. So out of 17 games, the Giants scored 20 points or more four times. That's it. That's it. You can't win in the NFL like that. And I and there were games that they could have won. And bad coaching reared its head. The game, the first game against Washington. The last game against Washington. Oh, horrible. Like, it just was like, and it was clear the players quit on it, right? And I get also this is Gettleman's fault for bringing in another diva receiver and Galladay from Detroit of all freaking places. We're going to make an amendment, amend, uh, addendum to my rules of being an NFL GM. Rule one, never take what Bill Belichick gets rid of. Right. Rule two, never take anything from Detroit. Okay, those are the first two rules of being an NFL GM, and Gettleman did that repeatedly in his four years. Goodbye. Um, you know, Galladay gave up by the end of the year. He finished the year for lead. You know how much? You know how much money he made per touchdown this year, Kenny Galladay for the Giants. Uh, what was his full contract? Nineteen and a half million dollars a year over four years. It's probably around that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's an infinite number because he had no touchdowns. That, that's, that's what I'm saying. 19 million because he had no touchdowns. That's it's my just point. Unbelievable. Zero. Zero and Yoda Master Rob says he never connected with Danny, but who cares about Daniel Jones is not the future. I'm telling you right now, I've said it before. Daniel Jones will get one more year. He is officially a transitional quarterback. Whoever the coach is brought in, I'm hoping it's Flores or Jim Harbaugh. They've mentioned Jim Harbaugh wants to come back to the NFL now, wants to leave Michigan. And the two te- two of the teams that are on his list are the Giants and the Bears. He would do Please good come to the Giants. He would, he would do, he would do, he would do I all right. I think he would do very well in New York, too. Yeah, I do. Um, I think, yeah, and yes, Cotter, Jones is terrible. Jones, one more year, because there's two things that could happen. First off, this year, the Giants have 12 draft picks. Thank God Gettleman's not the one picking them because otherwise they'd be all wide receivers again. <laughs> the Giants need an offensive line and a defensive rush. Giants have five of the first 75 draft picks in this year's draft and 12 picks overall. Rebuild the offensive line, get a defensive end, a pass rushing defensive end, and get a weak side linebacker. That's all you have to do. And then in the later rounds, if you want to take a flyer on a quarterback, maybe pick up another running back to back up, back up Saquon because we know he's going to need another backup. Maybe pick up a tight end, sure. But your first, first handful of picks, minimum three offensive linemen, and then a pass rusher. If not, if and if you need it in the fifth pick, if you're not going to go offensive line again, another pass rusher. That's it. That's simple. It's pretty freaking obvious. Yes. <laughs> it's pretty obvious, in my opinion. It should be to whoever takes over. That said, the Giants then have the opportunity next year. First off, this will this way, Daniel Jones will never have any excuses that the Giants rebuild the offensive line. Jones has one year. Then next year, if the Giants still suck, or Jones still sucks, I say, should say, then the Giants can either draft a quarterback and what people are expecting will be a better quarterback class than this year, or 
Russell Wilson has the player option to opt out of his contract in Seattle, and he has already made it known he's going to do that. And you sign Russell Wilson to a three-year free agency deal that in his mid-30s where he's still got some some gas in the tank behind a brand-new offensive line, behind some fancy new receivers that are still going to be under contract, and behind a defense that is still going to be under contract for another three years. It's just that simple. Dark Stroke says Wilson won't be cheap. I don't expect him to be cheap. But the guess Giants. what? It's we got a Giants. whole year to clear up whoa, some whoa, freaking whoa. cap space. This is the New York Giants. Yeah. Like, I'm an Eagles fan saying that. It's the New York Giants. Like, yeah. it's amazing how far they've fallen from grace. Like, like I still I still have a hard time looking at the Giants as losers, Ray. I mean that. And, and like, I'm not trying to poke you. Like, they're losers. They're a loser team. And I still have a hard time looking at them like that because of the past that they've had. But yeah, yeah look, look <laughs> I, I, I don't understand most of the moves the Giants have made over the last five years. Um, Me either. All right. And it, it's just, it's poor leadership all around and it's got to yeah. change. And like I said, Russell Wilson, but Russell Wilson is a champion. He's a freaking champ. Yes. That's what yes. you need in New York. Eli yeah. Manning was a champ. All right. Yeah. All right. Wilson will be 34. After next season, you sign him to a yeah. three-year deal. Yeah, you have him 34, 35, and 36 when he's still got some gas left in the tank behind a new offensive line. He can hopefully bond with Galladay. Jones, let him go. I don't care where he goes. By that time, also, some of the dead weight of the Giants' cap will be gone. Nate Solder will be gone. Several other offensive players, offensive line players, that are just freaking money pits right now. They will be gone. So I'm not worried about the cap being cleared up for next year. That's what the Giants need to do. It's that simple. But yes, thank God that the Giants came to their senses and they let go of Joe Judge alongside Gettleman, who they forced into retirement. Now, Ray, Um, do you know which NFC East team has the brightest future? The Eagles? Absolutely. Because we are a playoff team with an incredible amount of first round picks right now. And a guy who true. he has a good job, he does a good job drafting. So yeah. I expect the Eagles for receivers. Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> we have one receiver right now. And and Ragor is just not panning out. Not it. Right. Yeah. So my point to you is this suddenly the Eagles might not be next year, while these guys kind of you know wet their feet in the in the ocean a little bit. The Eagles are going about to be a tremendously good team. All right. And, and, and again, my prediction at the beginning of the year is I am totally patting myself on the back, but I'm going to say it again. I said, if Jalen Hurts can figure it out, they're dangerous. All right. And they are dangerous. Look, look, let me say this again. I think the Bucs are going to win. The Eagles could beat the Bucs. It could happen. Yes. Like, we're not yes. looking at that game. The, the, bu- the, the Bucs ha- you know? have not looked as invincible as they did last year. Right. I, I was saying, like, like, like the, the Eagles are the lowest seed in the playoffs, I think. Right. Like, in terms yes. of the record. Right. I'm saying they could beat the Bucs. Uh, and I mean it. I'm looking for. A, I'm hoping for a very competitive game. I don't want it to be a blowout, you know. But uh, Eagles are in a really, really great spot. The one thing I will say is they totally won. I'm not saying this vindictively. They totally won the Carson Wentz move. Totally won that. Yeah. They, I mean, they, Howie Roseman looks like a genius. Yep. Right. Nick Nick Sirianni completely changed the coaching halfway through. He was getting made fun of the first five weeks. Now everybody loves him. Yeah. Because right? we got a lot of fans like that here, but. Looking forward to seeing what happens. And Cotter saying Brady winning the Super Bowl. You know, Cotter, I will let you know the Eagles beat Brady one time in the Super Bowl. 
That's yeah, not how this I mean, works. I mean, look, and yeah. I get it. You got to beat the man to beat. You got to beat to yeah. be the man. You got to beat the man. And I get yeah, you know that. What Sirianni I, said, you know what Sirianni said, the head coach of the Eagles, he said, what a great opportunity and challenge to play the greatest of all time. That's the right attitude. That's right. Yeah. The wrong attitude is, oh, we're going to go in there and kill him. No, you respect the man and then you prepare yeah. and do the best you can. Yeah. Yoda Master so. says, Wilson's, Wilson, Russell Wilson's not the same as he used to be. He's on a decline. Yeah, he's better than Daniel Jones, dude. <laughs> yeah. I would rather have 34-year-old Russell Wilson than yeah. 24-year-old Daniel like, Jones. Like, like old Yoda Master, I, I, again, I don't know who you're a fan of. I'm not a Giants fan. The Gi- Giants desperately need to get some co- championship culture in their locker room and at least compete because yes. they are horrendous. Yes. They're tough to watch as a football yeah. fan. Not a, yeah. not a Giants fan. They're tough to watch as a football fan. So I think that uh, they just need to change the culture there. Look, I'll be honest with you. Maybe Wilson's a transitional quarterback, right? But he's the right guy to no. transition with. For sure, you know I mean? not Daniel for sure, Jones. Because then here's the thing: you sign Wilson to a three-year deal, you then have three more drafts to find his successor. Yeah, and, and here's the deal: look, right now, and this is the problem with Jones, and this is the problem with championship cultures in general. You go from crap yeah. to fertilizer with Jones, yeah. right? You don't need to be going that. You need to be going from an aged stallion to a new Bronco, not Denver, but you know what I mean. Yes, right. Like that's a that's a good transition. Like again, if you look at this, like. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. The transition from Favre to Rogers, tumultuous but correct. You had two strong-willed stallions fighting for a position. Yeah. That's the correct way to do it, right? You can look at other teams like that. Like, like I could make that Hurts and Jalen. I mean, uh, Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts, capable quarterbacks. You know, like they're not crap. Carson Wentz was never crap. He's just injury-prone and shies away in big yeah. games. Yeah, Daniel Jones shies away in every game. Yeah, Daniel Jones is uh, trash. He's a dumpster fire. He's Danny he Dumpster Fire. We always say that since he was drafted. Yeah, you've been saying that to Adam yes. Duke. Yes, you never take a quarterback out of Duke. Yeah, I don't. Third no. rule of being a GM in the NFL, according to me. Never, never take a quarterback out of Duke. Duke. That's simple. Look at that. Look, at, I might write a book. I could write a book on this. How to be a GM in the NFL from the guy who sits on his couch all the time. If you ever need help writing a book, you let me know. I know. Uh, <laughs> again, never take big, never take Bill Belichick checks. Never take anything Bill Belichick got rid of. No, I, I agree with you. Never man. take anything yeah. from Detroit <laughs> and never take a quarterback out of Duke. Three rules <laughs> to success in the NFL as a GM. I like this. Just keep an ongoing list. <laughs> anyway, so speaking of championship culture, speaking of championship culture, championship culture has returned to Georgia. It has. Talking about the football playoff championship. Um, absolutely amazing game. Um, right up until the end where there was a pick six that made it look more lopsided than it was. But this was a one possession game. Most of the game started off as a battle of field goals. And then Georgia found a new gear in the fourth quarter. Really, that pass rush really ramped it up. Uh, and Bama did not have an answer for it. I know Bama was banged up. They lost their best receiver early in the game. They had a center playing right tackle at one point because their offensive line was banged up. But uh, Saban will be the first to say no excuses. Uh, it was a great fought game. He even admitted he's like they just whooped our butts in the fourth quarter because of course Nick Saban is 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 a classy guy overall, um, and it's just uh, good for Georgia ending a decades long curse for for uh, that football program. 
um, getting revenge from earlier in the regular season, from previous college football playoffs, the monkeys off their back, the Bulldogs are champions. Right. Uh, Stetson, the quarterback who was a, his dream to play for Georgia, was a walk-on, beat out that uh, the gunslinger from SC for the starting spot. A st- that's the kind of story that you'll make a movie about in 20 years. Um, <laughs> then about Kurt Warner. You know, Yoda Master Robin in yeah. chat says, championship culture is way hit or miss. You can be Alabama culture, a Cowboys culture. <clears throat> Yoda Master, I completely disagree with you on that. Championship culture does not guarantee winning but it does guarantee competition. And that is very important. It is extremely, I've talked about this before. Fans do not understand how hard it is to win, especially a championship, much less just a win. Winning a championship is incredibly hard, but I can tell you this in any championship game, both of the teams have a championship culture, but someone has to win the game. So the Giants had a championship culture. They do not anymore. Yeah, okay. Um, So championship culture is not hit or miss. It is essential to even have winning to be possible. All right, in terms of winning a championship, I don't think championship culture and that are in any way mutually exclusive, right? Uh, Like, for example, we'll use the game we're talking about right now. Alabama did not win. So does that mean that their championship culture is hit or miss or is their standard of excellence so high that they're literally in every single championship game? They can't win them all. Not to mention, I have to mention this too. Both coaches last night, incredible class, incredible class, right? Nick Saban, right after the game, congratulations. You got us there in the fourth quarter. Coach uh, Georgia, hey, how's your receiver? I know he got hurt. Incredible class, number one. After the game, Nick Saban, his two players with him, they took the blame for the loss. He has them sit back down. He says they're not going to be defined by one game. The the parting advice of their coach going into their NFL careers, that that might be a major moment in their lives, that they should not be defined by this game. Just complete class. Um, I know people hate people that win all the time, Nick Saban and Bill Belichick for that matter. (laughs) I mean, I look up to these guys as a coach. Right. The standard for excellence, the, the championship culture, the attention to detail and the class is so high. That's why they they are always there. Right. Uh, and it's not surprising to me that Saban didn't do well when he was with Miami, because I don't think players at the NFL level can respond to somebody who demands stuff that high. Right. Yeah. It, it, in that way, I should say. Now, if he goes back to the NFL, I can't imagine anybody wouldn't listen to him now. Right. I think the guys he coached in, I think when he was in Miami, those guys were being born. The guy he coaches now. <laughs> All right. But my point is that, that I just, I just got to say that you know, to master Rob, I love saying your name, by the way. Um, it's not hit or miss championship culture is essential to win, but only one team gets to win. Yeah. So there you go. Um, yeah, oh, Yoda master says it was just a shot of cowboy fans. Well, in that case, I completely agree with you. Yoda master. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I completely agree with you. A hundred percent Cowboys. Rob, fan. you triggered Lee. Yeah. You started talking about culture right. and Rob, suddenly on a rant. Rob, I'll tell you this. Yeah. The Cowboys, see, the, the, the Cowboys fans are an example of not it's denial. Like Ray is not in denial where the giants are. Cowboys fans have been in denial for the better part of two decades plus. Mm. Right. Now they do have a championship culture again, and the attitude's like, "See, I'm like, no, guys, you, this is not, this is not Aikman. Like, they, they didn't, they don't connect 
like that. That's not how yeah. that works. So right. yes, I, yeah. uh, yes, you, yes, Rob, Rob, I, anything against Cowboys fans uh, outside of Dallas. The, the Cowboys fans in Dallas are actually quite nice, but Cowboys fans around the country <laughs> don't understand the any worst. of it. You are Especially the worst in, in the Northeast corridor. And uh, let me, yes. sorry, NFC East Cowboys fans that live outside of Dallas make no sense to me. Go away. <laughs> Go away. And you know what? God help us if they win because they're going to be intolerable. Oh, I told you. I told you. You didn't tell me uh, anything. You've, you haven't won anything in a long time. Yeah, 25 years. Yeah, so. be like, this would be like if the Raiders end up winning the Super Bowl. Just win, baby, Raider Nation. Told you. <laughs> Just win. Like, you haven't won since Super Bowl 18. Yeah, man. I'll tell you what. If the Flyers ever win the Stanley Cup, I'm like, like the Broad Street Bowlers are back, Ray. We did it. For 40 years, we did it. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh god Tyler asked yeah. if there's an mlb topic tonight there is one yes there will be later on we'll and uh our buddy my buddy ray on our pad tv mentions that we need to get in the into british proper football um no we don't i lived in england uh, for three years and i and we're not going to do that yeah, no. <laughs> i will say i do get into football when it's it's the national like on a national scale we yeah. talked about the euro cup when that happened yeah that, that was, that was cool world. though yeah i'm not talking yes. premier league though yeah but uh yeah no i could you couldn't pay we don't know enough to be fair league. yeah like, look look right i don't follow it we're not gonna we're, we will never talk about stuff we don't follow or we don't know about like that would be irresponsible yeah, no, yeah. Like, look, if that's your yeah. thing, that's your thing. But you, you, ain't, gonna, to make you a, ain't gonna make me learn that. We need to make a European wing of welcome to geeks who like sports. A show about sports and yes. soccer. I mean football. With my yes. name, uh, Ray. We'll, we'll, no, we gotta we gotta get our British correspondent Matt Calvieri to come sure on. He's, and he's, get, there's like, his mention right there. We'll give him we'll give him three minutes to just talk about as much Premier League as he wants, <laughs> and then we cut him off, and then we move on. I would love it if like Wrecker. Right, say Manchester United gonna get out there, take on Man City in Crystal Palace, and uh, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I was just, I just like that action. Right. Oh <laughs> uh, goodness. That's so you, yeah, mm. so there. We're not gonna talk about soccer, but you know, in England they do have hockey, and we're gonna talk a little about hockey now. They do have a lot um, of hockey, is what I, I, I agree. Yes, there's. See, my coach had a four point there. weekend. I won both games after dropping. The two week before, because half the team was out for COVID. I thought talked about this last week. Half of my team last week in England out with COVID got killed. Come back this weekend and win both games against top teams. Championship culture. They have a good. They have a good so, team leadership coach. I'm told. Yes. So COVID obviously affecting hockey around the globe. COVID, of course, really affecting the NHL. Really, I mean, they went from being the the the, the league that probably handled the pandemic the best to the, the league that is handling it the worst now. In in my opinion, Lee, uh, what the heck is going on over there? All right, listen, it's I don't think it's that they're handling it poorly. I just think hockey's it kind of lends itself a little bit to the to the Omicron being passed. And that's what's happening. It's it's extremely contagious. They're indoors. The players are together. It's just wiping teams out. Philadelphia Flyers had to cancel their game tonight after really four games of COVID trouble. The NHL finally let them cancel a game. Uh, It just lends itself. I don't think they're doing anything wrong. I don't think the players are anything wrong. I think this is an extremely contagious variant. I think it's in the locker rooms. I think they play against each other and it's spreading. Um, They tried to take off for a few days at Christmas time. It didn't have the effect they wanted and, uh, I just hope that it's going to be taken care of. Like they're all vaccinated and everything, right? I don't, I don't have an answer for you on that one. Yeah. Well, 
Hopefully it gets better. I do think it is, especially now, the right move that they pulled out of the Olympics. We talked about that in last week's episode. Yeah, I, yeah, um, totally the right move. I wish they would move yeah. the ice hockey and the Olympics to the Summer Olympics. Um, yeah. Again, apparently the Olympic Committee will not do that. They refuse to do it. Uh, but no, the if Olympic they want, Committee it, is the worst organ yeah, body. If they of, want, if they want the sports. best players in the world to compete in international hockey, if they want that, they're going to have to move it to the Summer Olympics. All right. Yeah. Or else the next time you'll see hockey is when it's somewhere in, in North America. That's it. They're not, they're not going to go internationally anymore. I just, it's, and and with COVID, like like they're going to decimate the NHL season. They can't do it. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, So yeah, so there you go. And then of course we also mentioned Evander Kane was released, uh, released this week as should happen because he is a trash. He's trash. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really not much else to say about that. He's just a piece of trash. he He has really got problems and I hope that he seeks out help. Because the way yeah. he treats women and money and everything, he, he really needs to seek out some help. Yes. Um, also, some interesting stuff over real quick in the NBA. Julius Randle calling out Knicks fans. Um, dude, Knicks are playing like trash. They're going to get on you. Get over it. <laughs> Welcome to New York. Yeah. Moving on. That's simple. <laughs> yeah, it is that simple. What that's, are you doing? That's it. Knicks I, are I, a game I, under I, 500. This is, I'll give you a transitional. This is why I always like Bryce Harper. Because Bryce Harper mm-hmm. wanted to come to Philly. He really has a grip on the Philadelphia fan base. He knows yep. he's going to be booed if he plays bad. You know, he had, he had, a, he had, he won the uh, NL uh, player of the year uh, team that made the playoffs. He knows that's not good enough. He completely gets it. All right. Yeah. And, I, and I respect the guy for that. You know what I mean? That, that type of athlete always works in Philadelphia. And, and to be fair, New York. And because again, it's the Spider Man meme. New York and Philly are like pointing at each other, right? You're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, pretty pretty much from I'd say from uh yeah from Philly. I don't I don't Washington's not really like that, but from Philly up to Boston. Yeah. It's basically the yeah, same just, fan, fan yeah, base over just, and over. Yeah, we're all the different same, accents. Exactly. Are you doing? Yeah, yeah are you doing and I will say this. I think hey. that the fans are being a little a little more rough this year because we had high expectations and Knicks fans coming into this year. You made the playoffs last year as the sixth seed. You lost in the first round of five games. The team on paper made good moves and should have got better. So instead you're currently the 11 seed. You're not even in the playoff rounds. You're literally at the halfway point of the season. And not to say, obviously that this doesn't mean the Knicks can't turn it around. They're 20 and 21. They're a game under 500. They go on a run. They could easily start leapfrogging some teams, so, you know, I, the season's far from over. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's 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 one of those things that um, – sorry, dude. Like, when we have high expectations and you don't deliver, you're going to hear it. Ray, let me just say this pretty clearly to the camera. The yeah. dumbest thing you can do as an athlete in the Northeast United States is call out the fans for being critical. It's like the yes. dumbest thing you can do. Yeah. It's part of the job. The fans pay. They have a right to criticize you. You don't have to listen to it. The smart thing yeah. to do is acknowledge it and say, yeah, we need to be better. Yeah. I have no tolerance for entitled athletes. Yeah. Know no, the room. Really I don't care where you grew up. I don't care how nice people were where you played before. You know, you got to talk. You got to know the room. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's so. not. It's not that we're angry. We're just better than you. No, I'm just, that's a joke. It's not true. I, I lived all over the United States. That's a little, that's a little MJF yeah. there. That's a little <laughs> wrestling. I've lived all over the United States. It, it, every place is a little different, different way of life. Um, and, and a lot of them are different to the point that we don't understand each other, but 
Yes. I, that was just a joke. I got to reiterate that. Yes. Unless, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're MJF from AEW, of course, <laughs> from Long Island. It's not that. It's just and that he says better. all the time, I'm better than you and you know it. Um, but does it in the way that makes him the best heel in all professional wrestling right now. So uh, that moves us on now to, um, you know, we, we're staying actually in the New York area. Um, with, with good baseball news for the first time in a year or two, ten, yes. five, good, great yes. baseball news that probably won't yes. come to fruition. <laughs> well, and that's the, that's the thing is, is that and this is why I, I kind of was trying to explain to folks last night when it was brought up is that like, it's hard for me to get excited about a story like this when I know that there will probably not be baseball at all next year. But this is good news. This is a big deal. Uh, Rachel Balkovic, um, the New York Yankees hired Rachel Balkovic uh, to become the first woman manager affiliated with any pro baseball team. She's going to be the Yankees low A ball coach, uh, which, you know, there's high A and there's low A ball. She's going to be the manager. Uh, and this is a big deal. And of course, as we also mentioned, the minors will, even if the lockout continues, the minors will be allowed to continue. So she will get her chance. Sure. Um, if if the Yes Network was smart, they would send their broadcast team down and 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 broadcast at least her first game. Because if there's no if there's no Yankee baseball come come April, I that this should be documented and this should be made a bigger deal of because it is like Lee said, one of the few few good stories to come out of major league baseball these past couple months cotter in chat is jumping up and down because like the team they're meeting on thursday i don't care that they're meeting on thursday cotter i don't think i don't think the league and the players the league and the union are going to come to an agreement in the next 48 hours i do not well, think that I, is going to happen i, I do not I do want to say if it does great if it does great but i don't know i think they are so far apart it's going to, nothing's going to happen. I want to say two things. One, Cotter, I appreciate you staying with us for the entire show. I saw you in here in the beginning asking about baseball and you did wait. And so I appreciate you waiting the entire show and sticking with us. I, hopefully this mm-hmm. has been entertaining and fun for you. Uh, as someone who's been through multiple lockouts <laughs> with their sport, uh, you are not close to having this end. This will not end until probably closer to when the season's supposed to start, if then. Um, but it is not looking good for major league baseball. And to be fair, I'm going to say this again, Cotter, this might be the best thing that could happen to baseball. They need massive change and they need it now. That sport is in severe danger of, of dying. People think Ray and I, Ray and I talk about this. People think we're crazy. If this sport continues to go the direction it is, it will not survive. How do we know that the average age of the fan goes up every year? You're not getting new fans. Nope. That's a major problem. Football ran into this with CTE. They weren't getting kids in youth football. They had to change everything, make it flag football, completely reinvent themselves. So mm-hmm. same thing with USA Hockey. They had to change all the rules. Baseball is in trouble uh, long-term. Yep. We're not talking tomorrow. We're probably talking 40, 50 years at this pace. All right. But that's not that long. Um, in terms of the Yankees, look, put all my fandom aside. I'm glad the Yankees are taking a leadership role in this. Uh, and and yep. it, it is the Yankees. It should be. If it wasn't the Yankees or the Red Sox, um, I would have been disappointed. Yep. All right, for for leading this charge. My dogs agree with me. For those of you who can hear that, um, <laughs> uh, people say, "Why low A ball? Why not high A ball?" Pump the brakes. It's a major thing. It's a good. You got to start somewhere. First one yes. through the wall. All right. Don't start They're doing that. They're not going to fire their other coaches just, yeah. To, just yeah. for, for Stop this. Stop being like, outraged to be outraged. We talk about professional yeah. outrage. They, you they be had outraged. an opening. They had an opening. They got and they the job. With a woman. 
yeah. you got you, you, you gotta stop with with pushing it this is this is her chance to prove herself if she's as great as you think she'll prove herself all right that's that's how this works i wouldn't expect them to hire a rookie coach that's never managed a team before outside of college and just put them mm. up to triple a because that would be a gimmick okay right. this is the right process this is the new york yankees yeah. all right yeah and you did and it she's <laughs> Yeah, and she's also familiar with these players already because she was working as a hitting coach and as a hitting instructor. So, like, she there's some familiarity there with that level. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. No, this is this is a, this is a this is a big deal uh, for sure. And um, yeah, good for for Rachel Balkovic. Good for the Yankees. You know, this goes up there obviously with Derek Jeter also hiring the first female GM last year for the Marlins. Um, you're starting to see that we had we had a coach on from the Cardinals organization. You're starting to see this with uh, it's a good thing. It's, if again, and we say this all the time in the show, if you can help me win, I don't care if you got seven arms, uh, purple hair, uh, spikes coming out coming out of your backside. Like I, I don't care. Like I don't care what you are, who you are, what you look like, where you come from. If you can help me win, come come on over. So. It's obviously a bit of an extreme case. It'd be one heck of an alien, seven arms, spikes coming out of their backside, purple hair. But anyway, but you get what I'm saying. Um, I'll see Black or Santon play. Let's do that. Hit pitch. <laughs> oh goodness! It, it, <laughs> the 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 that that's that's the final barrier to be broken is the Wookie bar the Wookie barrier in pro sports. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what you were waiting for me to say there. Sorry. It, it look, it's yeah. a great move. Uh, congratulations to her. She's breaking a glass ceiling by doing that, and it's the first step of a climb. And again, for the for those of you, it's not good enough. Stop, stop. You cannot continue to be outraged all the time. This is a major step in the right direction. Yep. So that will do it for the baseball section. Thank to God. Cotter's point, I hope that we have better news next week about this lockout, but I'm going to tell you right now, do not count on yeah. it. Uh, you know, real um, quick, uh, Caitlin's bringing up, we did have Christina Whitlock on the show who's in the uh, Cardinals organization too. So things yeah. in this game are changing for the better. This is, this again, some of the very, very only good news we've had in baseball in a while. And I believe uh, Christina Whitlock is, is moving up within the Cardinals organization too, right? So uh, yeah. this, is a, this is a movement that started now. We'll see where it goes. Yes. So and that brings us into our mashup, which makes perfect sense as we're going to um, combine all these things. Uh, what woman, what woman character in geekdom, what female character in geekdom should be a coach? Yes. Would make a good manager. Sport. Yeah. In any sport. This is a tough one because I just came up with it four minutes ago. So <laughs> no, <laughs> that's right. I found out it. three minutes and 45 I mean, seconds. So I mean, Thomas is an easy one. So, I mean, is that, that sure? Yeah, that's the obvious. I, I think choice. you know. I think yeah. uh, uh, Jean Grey, Jean Grey. Because well, well I, I guess it, we could, okay, we could do any geekdom. You're right. I, I'm thinking video games. That, that's fair. Yeah. If we're, I mean, yeah. if we're if we're if we're expanding this to the lexicon of geekdom, yes. I mean, Gamora would be a great coach. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ray in chat uh, says Mon Mothma would be a good one. <laughs> Many baseballs died. For this to happen. <laughs> oh. Manfred has left a critical, critical fallacy in his plan. Yes. Um, 
Mothma, Mon Mothma is would, the but... one who can save us from the Manfred Empire right now. <laughs> Do it. It's going to be. If we're really opening this up to geek, though, I mean, that, that changes everything. I, I was thinking, games. change the baseballs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're sure. Yeah. Anyway, you may file when ready. Oh, man. You may fire the manager. You may fire the reporters when ready. Right. I mean, some people might say Leia and Padme, but no, Pad, Padme made some really bad player acquisitions and picking some idiots to, 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 to be with. And then Leia uh, kind of let her planet get destroyed. Not directly her fault, but, you know, she didn't win yeah. the game, really. Yeah. Kate, Caitlin mentions Princess Peach. No, no she, she'd suck. Yeah. April O'Neil, not a bad. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a better one. That's a better yeah. one. Yeah. Peach is April too, too could be passive. Leader. Peach is too passive. They're making yes. Peach stronger. To be fair, they are making Peach stronger in the games, but yes. it's not. It's not. They need to give her a game or put her in a game as like a good yeah. strong. I mean, they they did at one. They did at yeah. one point where and it was it did not sell well. <laughs> Unfortunately, well, I, well, what I'm saying is like Peach. like I I appreciated what they did at the end, and this is a spoiler. What they did at the end of uh, uh, Odyssey, where she kind of tells mm-hmm. Mario and Koopa like, "No, I don't need a man." Like I, yeah. I didn't mind that, but it's like, man, make the way that game was, you could have had her as a playable character. It would have been fun. All right. But the, yeah. let's be honest. The strongest game she was ever in was Super Mario Brothers 2. For her. Yeah, that yeah. I mean, she again, she did have her own game once upon a time. Uh, I think it was for the DS. Right. Um, but not, I, I, Mario 2 was her strongest performance. Like, And she was she was the best character in that game. Oh, for sure, because she could fly, fly. Yeah. F- float, fly, temporary, temporary levitation. Um, yeah, that's a, a game before a lot of your time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here, here's a quick one for you guys. So, Super Mario Brothers Two in America was actually a different game in Japan. They just put the Mario characters on top of it and called it Super Mario Brothers Two. The yeah. actual Super Mario Brothers Two, which is called the Lost Levels in the United States, yeah. was it's just a harder Japan. Mario Brothers One. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's yeah, we're geeks. More geeks. Yes, indeed, indeed. I remember. I, I I remember. I got the. I got Super Mario All Stars on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, we got that just for the lost levels. How'd you do with it? I, I beat it. But, but, but there was no question of that. Yeah. No, I did. I, yeah, I did fine. I did good with it. I'm trying to think of my favorite female character right now, just to think if they would be a good coach. I'm just running through it in my head. I still I'm sticking with Jean Grey for me because I think Jean Grey being she able to sucks, control everybody. Right? That's a horrible pick, man. She has mental no, issues. She could psychically control everybody. Uh, that doesn't mean she'd be good at it. I mean, come on, man. Ray, Ray I, says I, in I, chat Maria Hill from Shield. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, she'd she'd be a good GM. You know, yeah. moving, moving pieces. I would see I I would love to see a team run by them where like Yelena is on the team. Hi. <laughs> oh, 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 New York Yankees, you funny. You think you can yeah. win? Oh, yeah. New York Giants. No, I like I imagine her talking to like, oh, Danny Dumpster Fire. You are hilarious. Thinking you can pass. Oh, what you know, the hell is Ray did, Ray did mention, don't forget, especially Gene with the with the Phoenix Force. Yeah, Gene, Gene did not blow up a planet. Phoenix blew up a planet. There's a difference right. here. Yes. There's a major difference yes. here. The Phoenix Force, yes. I, I, come on, man. That's that's like <laughs> that's like a steroid thing. <laughs> well, okay. So let's see the psychics then. Emma Frost. Emma Frost would be a good man. manager. 
She she ran the black uh, what's it the Black Fire Club I think it's right right or the Hellfire Club. That that's that's true. Uh, not not to be mistaken from the the uh, first class movie where the Hellfire Club was an actual club. <laughs> yes. That, that she yeah, ran. I know. <laughs> yes. Which was which was cute to be fair. Actually, to be fair, X Men First Class was the only Marvel level X Men film that they've made. Yes. Like that was the only one that came close. Um. Yeah, I got to think about this one, Ray. Like I said, I came up with it kind of late. There's there's a lot of female. Uh, like, like uh, eh, she wouldn't be good either. You got to think of somebody who can inspire people. You know what I mean? Or, see, see Gamora would be a great coach by fear. Literally the most yes. dangerous woman in the galaxy, yeah. right? She's not be a player's coach. She'd be more of a, you know, a, a Bobby Knight <laughs> kind of yes. coach. I'm trying to think of someone that could could lead. And, like, you know, I'm going through Marvel and my, yeah, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman would be a great coach. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the lasso of truth, you know, did you go out last night? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wonder Woman would Broke make a great coach. She would. She inspires yes. me, right? She inspires people. And on the yeah. Marvel side, it's tough. I mean, there's a lot of great female characters on the Marvel side. Yeah. But but uh no, like, for sure. I was and I was I was thinking of Celine, which is the black queen of the Hellfire Club. That's what yeah. I all merged yep. together. Who also would probably be a pretty good coach. She would be punishing a lot of people. Right. Right. Yeah, it, 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 this is an interesting one. This is an interesting one. We got to look. You know, I was thinking Laura Croft before. I'm like, no, she's not really a team player. And then you know, it, it's it's tough, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. um, Claire Redfield might be all right. Yeah, that's fair. That's a possible one. Zombie apocalypse. Chat yeah. That there are a lot of great women in geekdom, but they might not make the best. They just might not make the best managers. Yeah, like there's no Captain America of of am I you know unless I can't think of one. I mean, like Black Widow doesn't work that well, way. Well, I mean, you got well, you got all you got Peggy. Yeah. Peggy, Peggy Carter. Carter would be a great coach. She would be a great coach. Yeah. That's a, so there you go. Yeah. Wonder Woman and Peggy Carter. It shows you how you know that we're putting them on the same level, which shows you how far ahead Marvel is. Yes. But yeah, I think that's right. Peggy Carter, Captain uh, Captain America. Peggy Carter, Wonder Woman, and we need a yeah. geek character. Mm. I'm sorry, games character. Obviously, getting tired. Yeah. Now, and as Ray, who's still bitter about our soccer comments, football. said she would make a great soccer. Well, he's a yeah. football manager, but soccer manager. Is, are you in the uh, UK, my friend, or are you are you you stateside? Just love. love no, he's UK? he's in he's in the states. He's in the states. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, you know. You know. You know who would be a great leader? Doctor Janet Cruz. You guys don't know her. She's a superhero. Um, I know her very well. She's a superhero. She's saved countless lives, uh, and and she was in the mil- she was in the military. She was a major in the military. She's already done it. She's already done it. There you go. She's not a geek though, so she doesn't really count. No, she does. She doesn't. She doesn't. She gets some of our stuff. She doesn't get all of it. No, yeah, my wife. My wife is the uh, exact. My wife and I are the exact definition of opposites attract we have nothing in common on the surface but everything on in common in the core in terms of like what we do and why we do it but there's nothing mm. in common. and then we had kids mm. <laughs> and now you're stuck together uh, <laughs> i'm not stuck in here with you you're stuck in here with me exactly yeah um uh yeah no that would be interesting but yeah th- we'll, we'll figure we'll think on this one there's some good answers for this right there's there's, yes. there's some you know but uh yeah, this has been a great episode 
great little little. Yeah, this has episode. been a great episode. I yeah. thought this was going to be a shorter episode, but it's actually we're back to normal length, normal length episode. Uh, yeah, well, listen, when they're good, they flow. We had people stay the whole time. I kept an audience. We're yes. Thank each and every one of you for being here tonight. And if you're listening to the replay, God bless you. Thank you. All right, we appreciate every one of you. Tell your friends. Go to geekslikesports.com if you want a T-shirt. Let us know. Uh, help us continue to grow this uh, this group. We had some people on here saying you should put this stuff on TikTok. I totally agree. You know, we'll find a way to do it. Yes. Now the thing is, 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 is should it be the geek? It should be the geeks. Which the geeks TikTok though, shouldn't it? Right? Should be the yeah, TikTok. I, I don't care what it is. I'm just, I, I'm saying we, we should, we should promote some of the clips because we do do a good job. Yes, we do do a good job. Usually, most of the time. Yeah, I would say, except for Wednesdays, Thursdays. We've done no episodes on a Thursday. It's been, it's been a while since we did a Thursday episode. I don't know if we ever have. Yeah, there's a reason. I mean, back anyway, in the early days. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yes. Yes, our producer is now saying in chat that we need to meet. Now I got us in trouble. Okay. Gotta go to the prince. See, look office. what you did. Just, just, just okay. Now we're in trouble. You know, would be a good female leader, Caitlin Reese. There you go. There you go. There so you maybe, go. I hope maybe this maybe this will get us out of the meeting. I don't know. Good. Okay. Uh, on that note, um, <laughs> we want to know. We want to know, know what, what you, you think. think. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously let us know who you think would be the great female geek leaders. If they were had to be managers or coaches, let us know below. Uh, and let us know your thoughts and everything else. Let us know your football predictions. Let us know what you think is going to happen in Book of Boba Fett. Uh, let us know all that fun stuff. We will be back next week. Same uh, geek time, same geek channel. Um, but until then, this has been episode 138 of Geeks Who Like Sports for Lee. I am Ray. Thank you all so much for listening. We will see you all next week. Good night, everybody. Yeah.